0: Hey, this is Jordy Colada from the Jordy Colada Show. Our podcast daily is brought to you by RMB Builders. Give Reb Bourgeois a call today. He is a custom home builder offering both new construction and can remodel in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial and residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. They're online at rmb-builders.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook at RMB Builders LLC. Rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders bringing you the Jordy Collada Podcast. Welcome into a Monday edition of Jordy Collada.
1: Show. My, my ears.
0: <laughs> I didn't change anything. Just talking to r- regularly, dude. It's
2: set up from Urkel Earl. It's like just the sound is oh a little bit louder. Right. I think uh, he
0: came in
2: hot. Did I? I think so. Yeah,
1: you you came in a little louder than normal. <laughs> but it was also a little turned up a those little. those drones?
0: Little <laughs> Seriously. Still <laughs> foggy from the weekend. A little late here on this Monday morning. Good for you starting it with us. Thank you for being here. Make sure to hit that like, share button. Hopefully everybody had a great St. Patrick's Day weekend. Everybody's still kind of finding good. their way.
1: <laughs> Clearly everything's still Find too loud. Monday. <laughs>
0: Volume still turned up a little <laughs> bit here. Stewie does not know how he got home on Saturday night.
3: Nope,
1: is he here?
0: He's quizzing everybody Jacob. who walked in the door. You drove me home.
1: Jacob, that makes me
0: nervous. You have, you have I, a kid, sp- Jacob. Okay, I literally Remember. spent like sixty dollars in Zippies and didn't eat one
3: taco Saturday, Ooh. so I you don't know. You ate
1: the tacos. I don't know. <laughs> I do
3: not know. Also had a charge from Uncle Earl's. Never bought a drink at Uncle Earl's, Ooh. so I don't know what oh, was going on,
1: that's
0: on Saturday. Earl uh, char- Palooza was off the chain on Saturday. That was a fun time. Katie did steps. not make. Yeah, Katie did not make it. Lloyd could not get past the chain Security. link fence.
1: Security. I drove by on my float. Saw poor Ron out there struggling, sitting down the
0: curb. made flow Rider
2: made it. Did
0: he, Dude. really? When Lord. he sent
2: that text like Mikey you're still there he goes oh yeah. I like, then I saw our guy Brian in the background yeah. filming I was like he's still there.
1: He had to. He yeah well was drive hired. was on the clock. Yeah. He was hired he was to was film working. the whole thing. Oh I thought you were right. He, was no, 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 no. he oh, was no he, he was working like a friend's girls. In time. <laughs> oh my god, no. That's some commitment right <laughs>
0: there. I, I did thought you were over complimentary yeah, of him and too. I was like
3: what's your deal? Wow this
0: guy's a beast. I was like I mean he's getting paid bro. He has a
3: job there. I he just
0: loved it. Remember the Jordy Goliath shows brought to you every single day by Go Chevrolet. Shout out to the crew, G-E-A-U-X, Chevrolet.com. Find Lee Carney, Nick Weeshard, and the entire crew right there in Laplace for brand new cars. And if you're looking for a used car, get over to Go Express Auto Sales on Florida Boulevard and Sherwood Forest Daily True Blue Water. Every single day our water provided by True Blue Water. As uh, you can get on the delivery route this morning at trubluewater.com, our official spice. Papa Earl's, 30% less sodium. In the competition, as uh, every day our phone line is brought to you by Metropolitan Health Group. Real doctors, real solutions. Jason Ramazan, Charles Harvey, and the entire crew over at Metropolitan Health Group. Uh, and this morning on the phone line, we will talk to, at 8 o'clock this morning, uh, Doug Thompson's going to be here from the LSU Sports Radio Network. We'll talk about LSU baseball struggling over the SEC weekend as they open up conference play at the box. Tigers salvage the sweep. Able to get a game yesterday from the Aggies. Incredible play by Trey Morgan late in that game and ended up on SportsCenter's top 10. I believe it was number three as the best plays of the weekend. But Morgan with an incredible uh, throw down to second base after a ball got away from the third baseman coming in and uh, was able to get the Texas A&M runner at second base. But LSU, one and two now in SEC play. We'll talk to Thompson about what he saw over the weekend and how they can get prepared for this week coming up. Uh, LSU basketball falls over the weekend on Friday. Iowa State is now moving on to the Sweet 16. The Cyclones uh, look like a pretty gritty team as they were uh, able to move past Wisconsin yesterday. The Sweet 16 is set. We'll tell you all about it coming up here uh, as we uh, before we get out of here at 9 a.m. this morning. Lyle Collins is now protecting Joe Burrow couple of tigers getting back Mm -hmm. together and collins with a great quote as soon as he signed his contract (laughs) looking forward to playing at uh in cincinnati with joe burrow uh and so we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, lsu ladies survive and advance past jackson state what a game that was i don't think anybody in this room was paying attention at four o'clock on saturday (laughs) for sure but uh, I talked to a couple of people that were there, including our friend Daniel Newman from Edward Jones, our financial advisor. Newman, who's a basketball fanatic, a junkie, a hoophead, uh, says that uh, that is a top five game that he has ever seen in the Maravich Center. Wow. Men or women said it was an incredible atmosphere. Jackson State brought their band.
1: Yeah, they did I to saw the Merribidge
0: Center, who I heard was incredible entertainment Have during y'all ever the heard game. There, yes, or, absolutely, oh, man. A lot of brass,
1: lots of brass, lot of, lot of brass. brass, lots of movement. I don't
0: know what else to tell you. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like lots of tirating. dancing, yeah, yeah,
1: lots of that, <laughs> lots of that. Uh, it's
0: entertaining. It is so entertaining. Um, so Jackson State and LSU, the ladies on Saturday, LSU down by ten in the second half on Saturday looked like, and even into the fourth quarter where they were down. Um, by, I believe seven in on a 19 three run in the last five minutes in the game. Kayla pointer clinched the win with a three pointer with uh, under a minute left to play. She ended the night with 26 and nine, mm. 26 points, nine rebounds and eight assists for pointer on the night. Jalen cherry tallied her career high with 24 and uh, they're, they're uh, Faustine's balling <gasps> down on the block. She had 17 and 14 for LSU. Um, was
1: there some kind of beef with the coach when Kim was at Baylor between them? When she well, they at-
0: they played last year, and right. uh, they played last year in the opening. Started by the way, Baylor ladies bounced. I mean, like a national championship favorite, definitely a Final Four team. Yeah, right. Like definitely thought to be yeah. a national finalist, and maybe had the best player in the country mm-hmm. uh, on on the team. But they are bounced yesterday, sixty-one forty-seven, taken down by South Dakota. That
4: was crazy. Uh,
0: in, in, in fact, uh, Baylor had made twelve consecutive Sweet Sixteen appearances, which snapped the fourth longest streak in NCAA tournament history. After uh, Nikki Collin, in her first season coaching in ba- in uh, in Waco, uh, she went twenty-eight and seven on the year. Uh, Bears had won 17 of 19 games going into the tournament. I mean, they were one of the teams that people were betting on yeah. to possibly win the national championship. And to look up in the opening weekend and see that team bounced uh, is a hell of a story. But LSU, um, so so last year when Mulkey was at Baylor, uh, she had a really good team. Um, and they played Jackson State, I believe, in the opening round. Okay. Um, but... You know, look. Jackson State last year had only won nine games, mm-hmm. and they had some, uh, you know, they had some 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 players in the backcourt that that were older that had never played in the tournament. Now they come back a year later with those same players winning more games here in this regular season, and you've got the experience now from those ladies who are now sophomores and juniors, juniors who are seniors and have now played in the tournament. So. Um, you know, there wasn't the fear factor. There wasn't the, the, the anxiety of what are we stepping into? What's this going to be like? How much more pressure is going to be applied during this part of the season? I thought Mulkey did a really good job of pointing that out. Like, look, it, it might be the same team, but they're a year experienced. They're a year wiser. Um, they're a year more confident in, in coming to the tournament. And uh, Tamika Reed, who is Jackson State's coach, is a very talented coach. Like, I mean, you don't have to, you know, watch her team play for long to say, wow, this team is a very well-coached squad. Um, and from, you know, LSU standpoint, an intimidating matchup in the first round. Um, you know, as we mentioned, had him down by 10 in the second half, had him down by seven in the fourth quarter. Um, and, and last year, I think, you know, look, sometimes Mulkey's personality it can rub people the wrong way, mm-hmm. right? And I think... She is a very polarizing character not only within sports but like within mainstream media I mean I think she's a character that people know outside of women's basketball
3: mm-hmm.
0: right she's not just relevant in her sport and you know the way that they won last year I think that there was a motivation for Tamika Reed and Jackson State to get back to the tournament and they had a chance to play Kim Mulkey and last week they put a they they, they put a video out on social media Jackson State did or they just put it out video. yeah their locker room video just kind of like you know the the motivational videos that you kind of play within your own locker room for mm-hmm. your team that kind of got out
1: but I didn't it, think it was bad. No, it's not.
0: But within sports... we are just sport, like, I mean,
1: we're going to get Kim Mulkey.
0: It's the Michael Jordan thing. <laughs> yeah. it, it don't take much. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, personally. Right? Like, George Carl didn't tell me hello at the restaurant before game one. I'm going to kill him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Mike. It's, it's, he just... Maybe he didn't see you. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like...
2: And George Carl's like, I did say <laughs> hey to him. <laughs> like, I think I
0: did <laughs> say hello to him.
2: <laughs> Certainly talk to him. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll remember
0: um, But, like, you know, I mean, don't forget, I mean, who... Who is was the presenter for Kim Mulkey's Hall of Fame induction? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, they're cut from the same cloth, right? I right. Mean, um, and for for somebody like Mulkey, it doesn't take much. You know what I mean? She sees a video like that pop up, and she's going to use that in the locker room. She's going to use that to motivate her team. She's going to get that to bring the best out of her group. And last night, you saw... Um or or at the press conference on Saturday. I mean you saw
1: Can we play that at all? We
0: have to play it. <laughs> like we have to play it. My, Lloyd, go to tigerbait.com. Go to Mike scarborough's account. Mike, we uh Thank you. Yes. <laughs> make sure and subscribe Mike, to uh, to Mike scarborough's account. He's doing great work over there as far as posting this stuff. But the last question of the night is is asked by Jacques. And Jacques sets her up on that video. And it was almost like it was almost like Jacques had gotten with her before and was like, I'm gonna ask you about that video because she was so prepared. She was ready for that <laughs> for that question. Um and she sang she sang a, a Jim Croce song. What was that it, song? What um, was the song now? I can't remember because she I changed know. the
1: words to reflect her and I was like, wait. Did she wait. change the words? Does it not
0: say she- Kim? I does mean, it say Kim? I think it does. Oh, I, think it does. I didn't
1: realize that. No, no, no. I think no, I, no, she it absolutely no, Kim. It, no, it
0: absolutely does. And that's that's why she referenced what? Destiny's Child because she was like, nobody <laughs> in this room or nobody that I, I would sing that to in my team would know who that is or know who the song was. <laughs> so, like, I thought that the first off, I thought she crushed the part where she was singing the crotchy part.
1: Yeah, she did.
0: The only cringeworthy part of the press conference, which she didn't care about. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she was when the Destiny's Child, when she was getting up and walking away. Because the room, like, she played well to that room because it was an older room in the press room, so yes. they all knew that song that uh, she was singing. do
1: mess around with when, Kim. Yeah, she's, But I mean, does it really say Kim I, in the song? I, I feel like it, it says something I different. Thought, I thought it I'm, does. I'm looking around like no one in here does Yeah, nobody it knows.
2: <laughs>
3: it, it says, y'all don't mess around with Jim.
1: Uh, okay, ah, okay, okay. So she changed it to Kim. All right, okay. all right,
2: all right. Changing the words, not the vibe. Okay. Right, um, right.
1: That was funny. It was. It was Are very clever. Do
0: we have this? <laughs> um,
1: it was clever but I mean, it was what, I, it yeah. was a little they quit, cringy the, the though, set I
2: agree. change we just did was pretty impressive if, uh, if I may say so yes about, it was so, thank you
1: it yes was. no
0: thank compliments you, on air bro uh, <laughs> <All right>. stay, <laughs> stay, you, stay humble over there <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sit um, can't even get inside the club <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> sorry buddy
0: <laughs> you had that look nice. you had that look of what just this ain't gonna work is it uh,
2: no yeah and I'm, I'm a man that can finagle my way in a lot of places and
0: that's what I was hoping was gonna happen I was almost kind of giving you that like Lloyd this is where you do your best move work. yeah right like yeah. I see that you're too deep behind you you know yes. what I mean if, if you're plus two it's a little limited on how, how much BS I can get past but you have seen more dangerous scenarios I'd imagine and thrived yes absolutely.
2: But absolutely I've also learned in my older age I'm 30 now I've yeah, learned that. Is this worth some it? of those
0: stories, right? <laughs> yes. Let me see your we ID. About jail. Let me see your identification. In fact, empty your pockets. <laughs> Do it. You know what? I don't want to be here anymore.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm just That's gonna leave. Right. No,
0: There's a crawfish good. boil across the street. I'm good, man. Good. You can hear all the entertainment from there. Uh, but, uh, but 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 and she also look. She, she she rubbed some people the wrong way again on Saturday. I think that. You know, her and Reed had a long embrace after the game. Mm-hmm. And people were asking kind of like, what did you say? What was it about? What was it? And, and she kind of took the time to say, look, I'm usually or try to be complimentary in tough losses to other coaches. Right? I mean, I don't. You know, what are you going to do? Walk up and say, hey, man, I just out-coached the hell out of you. And our team just outplayed you in the last five minutes of it. Tough loss. Sorry. Enjoy the trip back to Jackson. I mean, she said, look, we, you deserve to win that game. You play your team played well enough to, to to win that game, and she also told her, as she told the press, which I think is getting, you know, a bad uh, is getting some 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 pushback, is that she said she told her Jackson State better pay you or you're not going to be there long, and I think you know some alums, some people who support Jackson State, kind of take that as that she's sending a, a shot like she's not happy where she is and. I mean, I, I don't think she meant it in any no, spiteful way. I think she meant it as a compliment, yeah, right? I think, I think she did too. Like I, you
1: need to make more. You're great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, she was just recognizing yeah. talent. Victor Howell there playing the uh, the NCAA SID on the uh, on the site. Good to see Victor Howell right? back. Is, are we not going to be able to hear the audio? No, but they can. Uh, For the people. He to know who he was. And he had a
1: little song that goes like this: "You don't tug on Superman's cape." You don't spit in the wind. You don't pull the mask off the old long range and you don't mess around with Kim. (laughs) That was my first thought. But you see, a lot of them young people, they don't know that song. So my thought is this. Don't know who Destiny's Child is. Say my name, say my name, say my name. Y'all have a good day, love y'all. So
0: that was yesterday as Kim Mulkey, or excuse me, that was Saturday. Now Mulkey and LSU will face off against Ohio State uh, tonight inside the Maravich Center. So a uh, ticket's still available if you want to get over there and check out that game. Wait, Iowa, right? A, Iowa State? Yeah, Iowa State. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, is it? Is it Iowa State?
1: LSU, is it not?
2: LSU men's basketball played yes.
0: Iowa State. I know. Yeah, no, no. LSU will host Ohio is State. Ohio? Yes.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, in the second round of the NCAA tonight. My bad. Uh, as uh, LSU will square off um, after a really good atmosphere, as we said on Saturday. Uh, LSU men, the latest for the, uh, the, the, the men's group, uh, as we'll talk to Billy Embody here from On3 Sports coming up at, uh, at 8.15 this morning uh, after Doug Thompson is here at 8 o'clock. And we'll talk to him about the latest of what's going on with LSU. LSU bounced on Friday uh, from the tournament, Iowa State. In a, in a really tough game to watch, I thought. Um, LSU had great opportunities in that game, um, but just the turnovers and uh, the inability to protect the ball, rebound the ball, and really what has plagued the team all season long killed them in their final outing, and that was just not being able to make open shots. And you see this tournament, and you see the teams that are advancing – and teams like uh, the Peacocks were making it to the Sweet 16 after another win. They're the, only the second number 15 seed. Talking about St. Peter's is this weekend's or this year's Cinderella as they beat Murray State on Saturday uh, to stamp their ticket to the uh, Sweet 16. And now you'll have a double-digit matchup in the round of Sweet 16 as Michigan uh, was able to advance. Juwan Howard, who was facing a lot of adversity uh, this season, but uh, they uh, they move on as an 11 seed over the weekend as they take down Tennessee. Uh, it was crazy to see the volunteers. Auburn was bounced last night, but um, one of the things that is per- is evident in, in some of these teams that are advancing, the majority of these teams that are advancing, they, ma- they make shots. They make open baskets. And LSU was plagued all season long by their inability to make shots. And in the final outing, they had their opportunities. They had their chances to make open buckets, and they just could not put it, they couldn't put it through. And the turnovers killed them. But, you know, Iowa State look up, and they are an 11 seed that has now advanced to the second weekend as they bludgeoned. Wisconsin on, on on Sunday and able to advance now to the second weekend. But we were talking a little bit about Murray State, and Murray State was, was beat by St. Peter's. It seems as if Murray State's head coach, Matt McMahon, is becoming the fast-rising name <laughs> within LSU's opening job. Jeff Goodman is and was the first that tweeted out uh, that McMahon was in the mix for LSU's opening and that LSU had taken a look at San Francisco's Todd Golden before he was hired by Florida on Saturday. Uh, another media outlet reported that McMahon, who is 43 years old, uh, has been the racer's head coach for seven seasons, uh, has emerged and is emerging as LSU's uh, front runner. Um, for their job opening, ironically, Sunday was five years to the day that Will Wade accepted the offer from LSU to become the last uh, head coach uh, at the uh, with the Tigers basketball program. So right now is obviously the time that this usually happens. This is you know really the time that coaches become uh, very much in demand. The Todd Graham story who we talked about with the University of San Francisco, he accepted the job at Florida over the weekend. So Scott Strickland, the athletics director over in Gainesville, moved very quickly, uh, not only as football hire and hiring Billy Napier, uh, but he obviously had his man pegged in Todd Golden uh, when he made the move or when he knew that Mike White was on the way out and accepting the Georgia job. They moved pretty quick and pick up Todd Golden. Now it seems like LSU... Uh, is making a run at Mac McMahon, who's been at Murray State for the last seven seasons, and Billy Embody from 1-3 Sports was able to confirm Jeff Goodman's uh, report uh, from earlier yesterday uh, in saying that it seems LSU is in play there. Um, How do you say his name? We say Matt McMahon.
1: <laughs> I say Mac But, I mean, clearly, if his is pronounced McMahon, that's fine. But there are people who are named that that are McMahon. and no families with that last name. That's all I'm saying. Jeez,
0: jeez. Uh, <laughs>
1: you're the jeez.
0: McMahon was the Ohio Valley I mean, Conference Coach of the here. Year after leading his team to a 31 and three record this season. His team was 13 and 13 last year, so a hell of a turnaround. Um, they have won the postseason tournament in the Ohio Valley three times, including in 22. McMahon is a former player from Appalachian State who coached ja, ja Morant at Murray State and has a career record of 154 and 67, uh, well, 154 and 67 with a winning percentage of uh, 697. So, look, man, I, I think um, I don't know much about Mac McMahon. I've, I've seen Murray State play, and obviously every year in the tournament, Murray State seems to be one of the names and one of the teams that people like to jump on as a, a story in a squad who has the experience of being here. Um you know, as far as Matt McMahon's coaching resume and what style he plays and what what what, what he's going to bring in, how he recruits, I, I don't know much about that. But it seems as if early on that this is one of the names that we're going to have to watch. Now, what I did learn over the weekend in talking to some people around LSU is that Scott Woodward is prepared to open up the check and, uh, open up the checkbook. Which I don't think is surprising.
1: No, it's not.
0: <laughs> um, but he's also ready to offer this job with a multi-year commitment, somewhere past you know the the, the standard three, four-year contract that you see for coaches. You 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 would you would see this one probably be offered on like a six to seven-year term limit. Why? Just to get past the next couple of years on what could be. Mm. Right? I mean, there's expected sanctions to come down and penalties to come down from the NCAA. And whatever those those hold, somebody's going to have to navigate through that. You're going to have to coach through those days, whether mm-hmm. it's limited in scholarships or limitations in postseason bans, whatever, what, whatever it looks like, right? Um, somebody's going to have to direct that and whether, like we said last week, there's kind of two forms of thinking here. There's a couple of methods to the madness where, um, you know, you can look at it from a couple of ways. Maybe you bring somebody in with experience to get you past the next couple of, uh, of years. And then you're able to go out and attract a name to come in and, and say, Hey, look, it's now on a level playing field. You just have to build it up as far as the, the, the players and make sure and recruit and jump in the transfer por- portal and, and, and build up the roster or, you can just turn to somebody and say, "Look, here's a six, seven year contract. We're not going to judge you on the first two, three years of it, and this this is the guy, right? This is this is who you want to hire. Um, and like I said, I, I believe that you know the, the the amount of money that Woodward is going to offer is going to attract a lot of people." Um. But, you know, right now, Matt McMahon seems to be the front runner for the job, according to a couple of sources. Now, Jeff Goodman's got really good sources within college basketball. He, he's, he's a college basketball reporter that is very well respected um, and is usually, you know, not going to go to print with anything that he hasn't confirmed a couple of times. So, you know, maybe this is a name or maybe this is LSU throwing a little bit of smoke out there to see what happens.
1: I mean, that's usually how it works, right? What about
0: Drew is he still in the running I know Scott Drew's name has popped up um, and that's just from people kind of talking I, I haven't heard any mm. c- confirming reports this is the first report that um, that that you've seen that that's been confirmed like that you know LSU is talking I mean Jeff Goodman saying that LSU's in contact with McMahon mm-hmm. Billy embody who's you know kind of boots on the ground in Baton Rouge and has good relationships is confirming that this is happening. But I mean, this this is the type of um, you know this is the type of stuff that can happen pretty quick. You know, what I mean, uh, uh, this type of hire, if if you, if you've got somebody sought out and you're going after somebody and already establishing communication with some you know with someone, um, you know, I mean, this is how this stuff happens pretty quick. Look at Florida. You know, what I mean, that's that's how you do it.
2: Wasn't he another guy that was in the running a little bit for the LSU job? Uh,
0: earlier mm-hmm. yeah his name his name's come up you know i mean his name I, i've heard his name come up in job openings before um i don't recall how serious his name was taken you know five years ago when they landed on wade but you know it seems no, i'm right, talking I don't about know. even
2: through, in this coaching cycle whenever they were go after what wade was oh kind of sure
1: scott drew terminated yeah. what you, absolutely I
2: mean, unjustly fired but um like yeah, I felt like Scott Drew was in the running, and then they kind of landed on a guy, and this is mm-hmm. what, what other avenue that could you go? I don't know. Like, you know, Will Wade has, I mean, not Will Wade, um, Scott Wilbur has, like, the big game hunter tag on him, but I don't think this is a chance where you can go get big game. Right. You kind of have to restart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: this um, is, I don't feel like this is
2: a bad hire well, you, if he's the guy. I, I,
0: yeah, I, I don't either. Um,
1: Who, Drew or McMahon?
0: No, McMahon. <laughs> um, McMahon. <Han. laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <I> <laughs> from, from you know, Scott Woodward's standpoint at this point, I don't know what you're, I don't know if he knows what you're selling. Right. You know what I mean? I think that's the most, you know, part that you're, you're just so weary about on both sides. Grassman straws. Right. I mean, you're just kind of, you, you don't know what the sanctions are going to look like. You don't know what the state of the program is going to look like in a couple of years and
2: recruitings in the shitter.
0: Right. I mean, that's another part of the story that we wanted to get to. Uh, with LSU basketball. So they're bounced on Friday out of the tournament by Iowa State. Iowa State is moving on to the Sweet 16 as they were able to get past Wisconsin. Uh, then the news pops up that Matt McMahon is one of the names that is starting to you know, gain some steam behind, uh, behind the, the, the scenes as somebody who's, who's uh, a real viable candidate to replace and take over Will Wade's position. And then you hear about the recruiting news. Five-star signee Julian Phillips announced over the weekend. He's been granted his release and out of his recruitment, he's reopening his recruitment. Phillips, who is uh, uh, originally from Branson, Missouri, is rated the number two power forward in the country and the number 15 overall recruit for the class of 2022. He signed with LSU in November, which meant, you know, he was already, you could, you could talk to, to Wade and the staff about him because he had already signed his letter of intent. Now, With Wade moving on, the NCAA allows uh, players to get out of their intent, their letter of intent, when there was a coaching change. Uh, More news and recruiting came in over the weekend. LSU 2023 commit, Marvell Allen uh, decommitted over over the weekend as well. Six-foot-four combo guard out of Fort uh, Fort Lauderdale, uh, one of the best scorers in the class, uh, gave a a statement on his decommitment saying I committed to LSU because of my relationship with coach Will Wade and Kevin Nickelberry. Thank you to the rest of the LSU coaching staff and fans for the support that they showed me throughout my time. I was committed. Wasn't expecting to come to this point, but I will be decommitting from LSU and reopening my recruitment to all programs. I'm looking forward to finding my new home. Alan said in a statement, he's from Florida. He chose LSU over Alabama, Kansas, Memphis, Georgia, Ohio state, Arizona state, and Maryland. Um,
1: Does this pose problems for these kids? I mean, like now that he's like back out there, were the other school like since he committed LSU? will the other schools like come after him again? No chance, really. No so, I mean, is he he's just
0: too good of a player. I mean, anytime a player like this is on, um, you know, is uncommitted, there's there's too many teams that have a spot for a guy like this.
1: Well, and
2: you saw the teams that were listed. Who?
1: Yeah. So I mean, they don't the want him. They're again, playing the little
2: Wade game. Okay. So he's obviously when you have. But Kansas in the mix and Memphis in the mix. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be for free. Same offer that probably maybe somebody else gave him that he committed to. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Remember daily, we are brought to you by Cajun Ready Mix Concrete. Get online and check out Cajun Ready Mix Concrete at CajunRMC.com. CajunRMC.com is where you can find Cajun Ready Mix Concrete to help you out with anything that you may be looking for as far as an industrial job, a residential job, Uh, They can help you out today. Get in touch with them online. It's the easiest and best way to do that. Residential, commercial, industrial, municipal contract. They can help you at Cajun Ready Mix. They strive to be the premier provider of quality concrete with nine locations around the greater Baton Rouge area. That means when you order concrete, it will get to you on time and do the exact specification that it was ordered. Cajun Ready Mix. They uh, are uh, the best as far as the high-quality products that they offer. Red carpet surface. Uh, service, grade A equipment, and clear safety standards offered by Cajun Ready Mix. Tell them you heard it right here on the Jordy Collada Show. Check out the great website, CajunRMC.com. CajunRMC.com. We C- yeah, I saw their whole crew. Yeah. It was uh,
2: was it in a concrete truck?
0: Was riding. No, that would have been a good one. But, we uh, ran into him
1: just walking around.
0: But he was riding. They were uh, yeah, he uh, yeah was. Like he the was. entire. Uh, he was
1: having a good time already. Yeah, like 9 a.m. It's tough. <laughs> I think
2: that's the role. I think that's If you're not we doing that. Were. Yeah, I if you're not that. doing that, you're not doing it right.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> uh well that to me that's the funnest part of the day really yeah is when, when yes everybody's getting lined up
1: well we were on the float at 6 to how ten yeah.
2: what how long are you supposed to make it what would you say is like the cutoff like Mikey being out past eight is unbelievable unreal <laughs> yeah, unbelievable unreal it's really strong and riding in the parade if you're just yeah. doing the parade yes. that's different but if you're riding and you yeah. make it to eight
1: yeah kazo how? I know. <laughs> right. like I, mean, I know how
2: I made it. Write I a book.
1: Play, yes. I know. <laughs> you played
2: for the, the 86 Mets. I mean,
0: good <laughs> Lord. Leave behind a guide. How I did know. you do this? How did you get there? <laughs> I'm
1: going to try to do it next year. Whatever he did, I'm um, going to try to do that.
0: that. That will be the fourth year you will try to accomplish yeah. that, that mission, right? When that's it, a, hell of, that's it, a hell of a mountain for you to climb, man. St. Patrick's is. Day is, a, is almost the Mount Everest of days for you. It is. You cannot get past the first portion. You've passed out within the first... I mean, you can't even get up the first. Oh. We ain't not even started hiking yet. I
1: mean, David has photos <laughs> I mean,
0: of me. Out. I forgot it I and
4: I'm
1: out. Has anybody
0: seen Katie? Yes, she's home. Yeah, she
1: I quiet. mean, you get thirsty on the floor, throw, throwing things the whole time. And anybody seen Motshook? You were dehydrated. Guys at right. flow
4: ride at 8 <laughs> o'clock at night.
1: Capturing <laughs> videos. Jesus crazy. Christ. Good buddy,
0: dude. MLB test this guy. I know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the, the bionic man. He really is. That guy's getting younger.
2: It's been conditioning for this his whole life. <laughs> it seems like it,
0: Um but a great day, beautiful weather. Yeah, perfect um, weather. Hell of weather. a cleanup.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you can thank Katie for that. Well, that uh, Katie you clean up her, her own float.
1: <laughs> you have to.
0: That's a, that's a, a terrible rule.
1: But you have somebody. Who else is going to do it?
0: We'll do it tomorrow. Uh, well, you know what I mean.
2: Really well, I'm not gonna, coming back. Well, I'd say, <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> to or I mean,
0: at <laughs> point, included in the fee.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would definitely pay the extra what fifty ahead.
1: Yeah, I would fifty ahead
0: for a cleaning, cleaning yeah, clean? So, dude, that. you could name
2: the price. Name it.
1: Yeah, you could. I'm in. And
2: see, I'm I'm somebody that like if I'm on like a bus or like a a flight, like I'll pick up my things. You yeah. know, as I go, I don't leave my own trash. but right. I feel like that's not really the rules. Whenever you're on a float. nobody's cleaning up after themselves. Right. If no, if not, it was? Not like, in okay, the moment. No, Jesus. But I'm saying, like, if everybody just did a little bit while you were right. leaving, that would be good. But it felt like you probably didn't have that luxury. No, you know, everybody
1: like, did. It was just a lot. I mean, our kids had... There was a lot of trash. So, I mean, it's a lot to clean up.
2: To get to sports, do you think if LSU has Will Wade, they beat Iowa State? That's the poll question today. Southern Rouse Center, shout out.
0: Uh, You know, I mean, it's a hell of a game of what if. Um, They definitely were very sloppy. They, they, they The first
2: two minutes, you could tell, like, okay, this is going to be a different LSU yeah, team. It's just,
0: they were... You could tell they were just dealing with a lot of stuff, Checked man. Out a yeah, I mean, it was, it was probably a, it was probably a horrible week of practice. Well, you know, I mean, just,
2: reports of during Stage just walking out. Yeah,
0: just everything of, uh, you know, that went into that week for LSU was just very clunky and weird, and that was the worst week for that to happen in the entire season. And, you know, I mean, I really thought at times they were able to kind of get it close and compete, but I never thought during that game that they were going to win. Me either. I never believed that they were going to going to pull that out, just whether it was because of the shots they were missing, the free throws weren't falling, the defense turnovers. was letting them down, and the turnovers was just... I mean, and some of, some of those turnovers were grade-level. I mean, like, just elementary-level type stuff. You know, I mean, it was just... Um it, it, yeah you know, I just never I never felt confident whether they would have won the game if Wade was there. Um you feel like they probably would have been, you know, they would have had a little bit better of a chance for sure. I looked up and watched what that Wisconsin team and I thought to myself, man, you get here and you're definitely the better squad, well,
2: man. that's what I was going to ask because if they win that game, it looks like OSU has a a trip into the Sweet 16
0: without question. Without question. I mean, it, it that they that Wisconsin team, LSU would have been a nightmare for them. They would. That would have been a nightmare I mean, they would have Wisconsin plays them. in cement. I mean, for as much as LSU can't score, that's the perfect type of team for them. If they can create turnovers and get out and run, oh they'll track God. meet them. Yeah. I mean, they'll Eric boat. They'll game. boat race them. Yes. <laughs> um, Gaines
2: with one of the best blocks of the ever, year. Hmm. ever, yeah, ever. I mean always.
0: that 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 block was. I mean, like Dave Portnoy tweeted it out and was like, "I cannot stop watching. It was." It's as graceful as an athletic big time play, the way that he like levitated. controls his body in the it's almost like he's swimming in air and then he volleyball spikes this thing into the glass.
2: He jumped before the other guy jumped and was just waiting for he him just, to get up yeah. in the air. He's like, Come meet me up here. I've he's heard like,
0: levitated. Yeah, I've heard somebody describe his jumping ability as that that Eric Gaines jumps as high as he wants to. That, How however high he needs to jump, he's gonna jump. And that's a great way of putting it because, I mean, every time you see an open run like that and he's in the in the screen, you're like, this is about to get punted. I mean, he's about to put this thing into the bleachers. Um, But that was as as an impressive of a block or just athleticism, just the athleticism. Absolutely. That it showed off was embarrassing, really. (laughs) I mean,
3: see, I thought that play was going to turn the game around. Like they, had, I, like, they had a you know, They had a chance
0: after that. Like they had a he couple made plays, so it was like
3: they kind of brought everybody up. And
0: but like the technical foul with six people on the court, yeah. I thought they inbounded the ball a little quick. You know, what I mean, and that's the that is Coach. really not. It's really the the officials. It's not your. It's not your duty to make. But I mean, you usually don't put the ball in play until there's a substitution change that's that's been made. It's Not hockey, right? And I mean, you know, I mean, we could you could easily be like. If six are on the floor for somebody, you could easily put the ball in. But you're usually like, "Hey, sub, 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 whistle, Off. <laughs> yeah, right," and then put the ball in play. I, you know, I, it's just one of those things, man. It was just one of those things of, of the days for LSU It was just kind of flowing that way for him, man.
1: Did so. you bet? Did you bet on it?
2: You yeah. did. I did. I bet on LSU, and then I spite. And then I spite betted Iowa State. Oh, I and bet on Iowa State. I, I started. Is this bad of me? I started. I wanted. I kind of wanted them to lose for Will Wade's sake. I was like, "Good, this is what it looks like. Get ready." I tweeted it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Good lord! <laughs> what? Put <laughs> it down, bro. I like
2: it. I'm in. The, I'm in the muck. I'm in yeah. it. Yeah, no, I hear you.
0: Uh, remember, we're brought to you by Barker's Plumbing and Works. Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works, our friends the over there in West Baton Rouge. Uh, they are a number one. They are number one in a number two business. Uh, One day I'm going to get that right. Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works, specializing in all works of plumbing, industrial, commercial, residential, and backflow prevention. They employ 30-year veterans of the plumbing industry and the future and young up-and-coming plumbers in the industry. Experienced carpenters and plumbers on staff for industrial remodels of any kind. They cover Greater Baton Rouge every single day. They've got two trucks moving around Baton Rouge. So if you need them, get in touch with them. No social media. No website, just a phone number. Old school like that. Get in touch with Jude this morning at 225-776-2431. 225-776-2431. 225-776-2431. Get in touch with Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works this morning. Mention The Jordy Collada Show, and you will receive a 15% discount on your bottom line. It does not matter what service you need from Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works. You can get 15% off when you mention the Jordy Collada Show, Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works. Number one in a number two business. Get in touch with them this morning 225 776 2431. Do you
2: think today's one of their busier days after St. Patrick's Day? <laughs>
1: why, though? I mean, what like do you mean, because why? toilets I, are clogged up? Maybe
0: yeah, in I mean, the businesses just, yeah, in that just, area. I just
1: feel like oh, everybody yeah. had a yeah. weekend I have you know, ours. The yes, Earls? I don't even want ours, to know Earl's. what the bathrooms would look like.
0: Uh, the Earl's bathrooms have been s- crazily upgraded.
1: Oh, yeah, they have.
0: Inside. I mean, it used to be like a flowing
1: lake. The whole place has been up- upgraded. Yeah, it looked yeah, yeah. crazy. It does. I, it's so I don't think nice. I've been
2: to Earl's since it's been remodeled. I remember the old Earl's, where it was yeah. basically a dive bar.
0: Yeah. And yeah, now it is it
2: a the shack. A, yes, which yeah, really. I liked. But this is awesome. Very dark. Yeah, well very New Orleans. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay here. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Lights
0: were down low. Whoa. You know what I mean? Yes. Like,
2: I don't have to go to the bathroom. Make mistakes here. Yeah. <laughs> There's
0: no bathrooms. <laughs>
2: Uncle Earl said, "They'll pat you on the head. It's okay. You're yeah, safe here." Right. <laughs> now it's a new Uncle Earl, which yeah, is
0: fine. I mean, now mm-hmm. it's twenty twenty-two. Power went out. They they cut the power out of the whole entire block.
2: No, they didn't. The transformer got hit by uh, like the little streamers no from way. the floats. While I was walking in, it happened. Like while I was walking, wow, I saw it. I was like, I hope that doesn't kill Nelly. Oh my like, god! Like the that the was the only
0: thing part. that saved. That was the only thing that was saved.
2: We okay. went inside. There, they were like, "Dude, the power's out. No POS system." They were trying not to like serve drinks people are like dude we don't have any weight and, and oh. everybody's like i have cash like all right we're about to start making this work this is the cash <laughs> business. it's about to be <laughs> <a> cash <laughs> business 20 20 for a, yeah 20 for one drink i don't care right They're just like take it <laughs> wow it was unbelievable
0: um but i, I remember i mean so people were going wild coming around saying you know the power was out the power was out the power was blown and i was thinking it's what a family. day bro oh i God. mean like what it's a early. day good lord no credit cards Nobody serving uh, this is going to be a disaster um, so it came off of streamers from a float. I thought it was ne- I thought it was like kind of the
2: oh, like a power block. Like I thought Nelly. it was kind of
0: like the Beyonce thing that happened at the Super Bowl when you know I mean like the the, the it was just it's too it's just much. Just too much. Yes. I mean,
1: well, it just blew stopped. a breaker. Did y'all notice when the parade stopped for a while? It was because uh, Todd and Nelly's float hit a tree, an oak tree limb, wow. and you know those are like super protected.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: and that Absolutely. somebody came
1: out there with one of the chainsaws on a stick thing and sawed that freaking limb off. And then the parade kept rolling. We were all we were all back there, like, "What are we doing?" We were stopped for like fifteen solid minutes. The parade was dead still.
2: Out of Enough practice a little bit, Baton Rouge. If the parade hadn't done the parade in two years, you know, yeah. give it, give him a second, yeah. give him a second. But, but their
1: float was obviously a little too tall.
2: No, he was awesome. Did not yeah. disappoint.
0: No, he was great. He knows he, he knows where he's at. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, play the hits. Play the, yeah, and play the hits, man. You're up there for an hour. Play everything you got. Throw everything at him. I mean, he kept the place. That's how you entertain. He came out know I mean? the shirt too, like, huh? Came out the shirt too, yeah. No shirt. yeah. Still got it, he, yeah, I mean. he came out the shirt. You didn't see this?
2: No, well, well, I wasn't right. that close to the stage. Sorry, neither.
0: <laughs> Sorry. But, I mean, I, I saw it on
3: video. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> didn't see it in person. I was, I don't, I don't even. I remember the last thing I remember is going into Earl's when the lights were off. That's like, my bro, bad. that was
2: like thirty minutes in, bro. <laughs> you held it together, dude.
0: Yeah, you had a long. Had day.
2: No clue. Yeah. 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 No, I was with him. I didn't know you, but I didn't know that he was like he held himself together. He looked fine.
0: Uh, Michael Third. Any smoke to the Scott Drew rumors? I, those are some things that we have not confirmed. Like I said, the only thing that has been confirmed is Jeff Goodman's report of LSU establishing contact with Mike McMahon, uh, the uh, Matt McMahon, the uh, Murray State uh, head Mac coach, <laughs> uh, who has uh, that has been confirmed. By, uh, by Billy Embody at One 3 sports who we're going to talk to here at 8.15 this morning. We're also going to talk to Doug Thompson here in 10 minutes about LSU baseball's struggles over the weekend. And uh, truth be told, didn't watch a lot of the baseball, watched a little bit of Friday night, watched a little bit of Sunday, but on Saturday, obviously didn't catch it. I do know that on Saturday, Blake Money did return to the lineup after uh, suffering the wrist injury uh, over a week ago. But he didn't make it through the fourth inning, gave up six hits. Four of those earned three walks as LSU lost 11-7 mm. on Saturday to Texas A&M. They were able to salvage a win on uh, uh, on, on uh, Sunday with a 7-6 to six win as they were able to avoid the sweep. Uh, center fielder Dylan Cruz hit a game-winning ribby uh, in the bottom of the eighth to give LSU its first lead of the day. They were able to hang on to that lead after a tremendous play by Trey Morgan um, late in that game to stay in it defensively. But I think defensively is really what's costing LSU at this point through this, uh, through this part of the season. And we'll talk to Doug Thompson about that coming up here uh, in a couple of minutes. We are looking forward to tomorrow uh, as uh, we are going to be out at the NIL event over at, uh, uh, at Lodd Cook uh, talking NIL uh, with, uh, with our friends. And you still have an opportunity to get tickets to that. Uh, Stewie, you'll put the link up inside of our YouTube chat app as we, Uh, We'll be talking NIL with a couple of the executive members from walk-ons will be there. Taylor Jacobs from LSU, who is the compliance department member uh, from LSU, will be there. Lance Burgess, who's the president of LSU Sports Properties, is going to be a part of the panel answering a lot of the questions. Um, But also tomorrow is the opening press conference for spring football. Brian Kelly will meet with the press tomorrow and start spring spring drills later this week uh, on the practice field, and we'll start to get our first look at Kelly his staff working uh you know hand in hand with with the guys on the field and getting them prepared uh for uh, for Florida State coming up with LSU's opener uh in late August down in the Superdome so um really looking forward to spring football starting tomorrow and some of the storylines that we'll be covering there and make sure you're keeping up with us on all of our social media over here at Colada Show is uh we'll have a full team out there every single day covering drills covering press conferences. We'll have all the reaction. Every time that Brian Kelly speaks, we'll have it for you. Also, uh, Mike Denbrock, uh, House, and uh, Brian Polian are scheduled to meet with the press uh, throughout these spring drills, and we'll have all of that for you as LSU hits the practice field later this week.
2: And if Pullian, if I don't know if they heard it, but if you saw or heard the interview with Brian Polian that we did Friday, if he's any indication of what this program is going to look like going forward, Oh, in a good spot. It, yeah. He was very informative and very kind with this time, but he was impressive considering where we are and where Coach Joe is shirtless and Cabo somewhere. Wow, <laughs> he did not like that picture, dude.
1: dude. He no. looked like
0: he was about to kick somebody. He looked he like did. he
1: wanted to fight. He did. You, uh,
0: what was it? I saw? It was Oklahoma fans because the, the OU bar stool like yeah. picked it up and said like OU fans were like chanting something at him as he was walking by but yeah, they missed what that it? part with they were chanting at him somebody picked up the phone to kind of get the reaction of Ogeron who turned around <laughs> shirtless <of> and <laughs>
4: course, they called him so of course he he's, he's shirtless he why, looks great though? why shirtless he looks so good he looks so good
1: like, why I mean, are you walking around shirtless? He's in common. There he is. Superstar he from Saturday. you got to have are. some good stories. Still.
0: Wow, Dryden just kind of dragging his heels. Yeah, he still smells like it. Smells like this. Yes.
2: Like
1: Speaking of bad. shirtless, um, I'll watch that Arkansas game until, the, like, just dying for him to rip that shirt off. I mean, Muscleman. Of course. I mean, he didn't. I just knew he but would. you know who
2: did.
0: Uh,
1: Kelvin,
2: Sampson. Kelvin
0: Sampson. Kelvin <laughs> Sampson.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Which was awesome. The TNT cameras had it on. And, <laughs> and Charles goes, anybody need to see that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: I wanted it to happen. Samson and it. Houston
0: advance to the Sweet 16 again. Arkansas advances to the Sweet 16 again. I,
1: I bet through that whole game, too. Like, next field goal. I mean, I was, like, on a roll in that Arkansas game. You were live betting? Yes. I got on a roll. I got hooked. I did. David was like, what are you doing? I was like, I keep winning. I'm still going. (laughs) Next, i go Arkansas. I mean, I couldn't stop.
2: That's awesome.
1: I know. I have over $400 in my account.
2: Damn. I know, y'all. I'm
1: serious. I'm getting better at it.
2: I've got two futures still out there. And I still don't even really know what I'm doing.
0: Okay. (laughs)
2: For the game? For the net to win the natty. Really? Nice little future plays. That's not
0: bad. I feel like Gonzaga is it.
2: It does, Doesn't it feel like it's going to be that? This is what March Madness does, right? Like, you get all mm-hmm. of the upsets, all the excitement, and it's like, oh, wait, Gonzaga was in the Final Four last year, then they added a freak, Chet Holmgren, <laughs> who was just like, I don't even, what, how is he, Seven, eight, and seven, two, Gangly. <laughs> and like, oh, well, he's a game changer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He is. Man. He is really
2: good. He is. I don't want him to be, but he is.
0: He doesn't look like he should be. Right. Right? Like, it doesn't look like he should be that athletic.
2: And he can take it the length of the court
0: like the way he handles the ball It's unbelievable is incredible he's a white man. kevin durant <laughs> he is
2: jabari got a body too
0: yeah he did he did you know, jabari got body
2: uh, and he got like, body too you, oh, you didn't
0: see jabari him get last, last night i didn't see it oh bro they got run
1: the dude from miami they like, got run and they were going
0: at him on him like they put one uh-oh. on his head they yeah. were blocking his shot oh, they no. were talking shit to him they were like staring at him I mean, it was one of those seniors beat the freshman up. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, who's the tough guy? Oh, they say he's going to be the number one pick. Sweet.
4: Bet. Yeah, right.
0: Like the Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen story at the Dream Team when they played Tony Kukoc. You uh, know, know you, that, like, That's borderline abuse. You know, like, hey, coach. I got Nobody it. else is tucking, touching Kukoc today. He's on the team. I mean, <laughs> Magic Johnson was like, I had not seen Michael Jordan play that much of defense in 10 years. He's like, he's playing it. I as mean, intense a defense he's ever played.
2: Be careful, Michael. They're going to call a foul.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Oldham said, Gonzaga looked very suspect against Memphis, though. They did early on. I thought it was very impressive the way they came back against that Memphis squad. They throttled Memphis at the end of that game. Memphis was up big on them early. In fact, I believe they were up like 10 at half. Were,
1: yeah, it was a big uh, lead.
0: And Timmy put on a show in the second half. He was scoreless up until about three minutes left in the first. Uh, and then... He quickly became um, the most impactful player on the floor. I'm not saying that he was the best. Armani Bates for for Memphis is probably a, a better pro prospect. But Timmy was just making big shot after big shot, setting up his teammates on good passes. He made an athletic play on a baseball-type fa- uh, pass from uh, Nimrod that hit him down— is uh, that his name is, is it really Wait, is is it?
3: State, dude, it is Nimrod. not it's
0: oh, not it Gonzaga <laughs> <laughs> point guard maybe not
3: Nimrod
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nimrod <laughs>
2: Nimrod but who has a better mustache my guy Doug Edert I love from St. Peter's he's a stud 25 the white kid
0: Nimhard. Yeah, it's, it's Andrew <laughs> Nimrod yeah <laughs> uh, Nimrod Nimrod <laughs> With Nimhart hitting him on a baseball pass, (laughs) and Timmy's, like, falling back.
1: He goes right back into the sink. He's, he's like, falling back. Is that
0: that, that funny? (laughs) Um, I mean, he catches the ball, like, falling back and makes, like, a reverse layup with his back to the basket. I mean, it was one of the most Mm -hmm. athletic plays. I mean, like, the the TV, I mean, the the commentators are going nuts. (laughs) I mean, but it was an incredible play, and it was a huge basket in the game. And I kind of thought to myself exactly what you and I talked about this morning, Lloyd. It was like kind of like is like kind of flexing their muscles. It's kind of showing you who the best team in the tournament is. Even though you look up and they've got two double-digit tournament teams playing on the second weekend with Miami and St. Peter's playing against one another. I still do believe that the cream of the crop is very well defined in the tournament. I love the fact that you've got something like that happening, you know, where you've got a 10 and 11 in the second weekend. Yeah, it's so Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do. I, college basketball is the sport that produces that. You know what I mean? College basketball is the sport that produces. You look it's up so on volatile. the second weekend and there's two double digit seed teams playing. And I'm telling you right now, to me, I'm looking at Miami, and I'm saying if I'm anywhere, I would want to steer clear of them because they are playing with, like I said, they're the team that knocked out Jabari Smith and Auburn last night, and they were playing with so much confidence and swagger and just this um, confidence to them that's scary for a basketball team. I mean, they don't want the tournament. To, they don't want this break. They don't want this three-, four-day break here. They want to keep the basketball rolling because – they are playing with so much just edge and confidence to them that if you're on the other sideline, it doesn't really matter the matchup. Because you know, Auburn's a better team. You <laughs> know, I mean, like, Auburn's got the better players. Auburn's got the better, you know, skill guys. But, I mean, when you you play a team that's hitting shots, like LSU just couldn't do all season long, but Miami makes open shots and they defend. And when it all comes together like it is right now for them, It's, you know, they have this confidence to them, and that is a very, just, scary, dangerous basketball team because they are, um, they don't look intimidated by anything. Anything. Uh, Remember, our roofer over here at the Jordy Collada Show is Steel Henry. Get in touch with Steel Henry from Hargrove Roofing. Know who's on your roof. 318-229-7266. 318-229-7266. Hargrove Roofing Specialist, Steele Henry. Get in touch with him today. Know who's on your roof as uh, you can call Steele and he can help you out. He came over to my house over the weekend uh, on Friday, uh, was down here in Baton Rouge working. As we said, he originates in in Lafayette but works the entire I-10 corridor, whether it's going to be Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Lafayette. He can help you in any of those service areas. Jumped on the roof, was able to diagnose a problem for my contractor, gave him that and uh, we're off and moving and making a couple of repairs uh, on the roof in the house. Know who's on your roof. Get in touch with Hargrove Roofing today. Steel Henry, 318-229-7266. 318-229-7266. That's how you get in touch. We
2: well, might have to help LSU baseball out after that bomb somebody hit against LSU on, what, last night? Did you see that? They hit the... Like the Marucci building behind the stadium. Oh, really? Yeah, they they took out a shingle. I uh, wow. tweeted it. I tweeted still yesterday. Oh my god! It was from a show account. Thought it was my account. <laughs> Oops. But, <laughs> but but the you know, put the old sponsored tweet out there for him. And he's like, oh, I can help you with that.
0: Uh,
1: That's a good one.
0: Doug Thompson of the LSU Sports Radio Network. We'll get down to the bottom of some of the LSU baseball problems with Dougie next here. The Jordy Colada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet.
2: I wonder if my brain will ever be the same.
0: <laughs> Do you have questions about your finances? Are you looking for recommendations from a skilled financial advisor? Get in touch with our friend Daniel Newman over at Edward Jones. You can find him easily by logging online and shooting him an email at Daniel.Newman at That is Daniel.Newman.com at edwardjones.com whether it is help with your 401k or just fiscal advice heading into the new season get in touch with daniel today best way to do it email him Newman at edwardjones.com he's our experienced financial advisor let him be yours Newman at edwardjones.com
4: the jordy colada show is brought to you by a bear's lawn maintenance commercial or residential a bear's lawn maintenance is ready to work A-Bears can tackle all your homeowners' association requirements. Call Blake at 225-485-8022. A-Bears Lawn Maintenance.
0: Papa Earl's The Fine Spice, originating right down here in South Louisiana by our guy Mark Pop Norman, developed it back in 2018 and won Amazon's Newcomer of the Year in 2019. They pride themselves in having 30% less salt and sodium than the leading brands at the same price point. You can find them locally. Look for Papa Earl's at Rouse's, Calandro's, Mathern's, High Neighbor, and more. Couple compliments on the teeth this weekend. Really? <laughs> yes. couple in a picture. Teeth look great. Compliments of our friends over at Johnson and Spillers. Thank you to Dr. Spillers. Uh, Doug Thompson is a part of the LSU Sports Radio Network. It has been too long since we have talked to our friend here on the Jordy Collada Show. It has. DT9, Doug Thompson is here with us this morning on this Monday edition. Uh, Dougie, good morning. How are you?
3: Good morning, JC.
0: How are you doing today? It's great to talk to you, buddy um
1: too, we missed you
0: we do miss you we need to get you in studio uh, no LSU, uh lsu baseball one and two after opening weekend i think going into this matchup people believe that lsu had the advantage not only that it was uh opening a conference play but the rosters kind of on paper side by side and then it was at the box uh what was your reaction to uh waking up monday morning and having the tigers one and two in the sec
3: well, the, the first thing is I was, I'm glad we came away with a win. Yeah. And uh, if, you, if you're going to lose, you know, two or three, you know, winning that Sunday game is so important uh, to be able to go into the next week on a positive note. Um, and, man, I tell you, I saw a very well-prepared Texas A&M team. And, you know, Coach Bertman used to always tell us uh, every home series, or you know, home game, whether we're playing, you know, Alabama or, where you know, Southern. He would say, uh, you know, no matter how good we are, how good we think they are, how bad they're supposed to be, if their pitcher has a good night, uh, you know, buckle your chin straps because it's going to be it's going to be a rough ride. That's what makes baseball so great. Is that, truthfully, any team can can beat any team on any given night, and um, you know you have to give a lot of credit to Texas A and M. Not only their starter starting pitchers uh, really outpitched our starting pitchers. But they had some incredible at bats. I mean, I've been doing this seven, eight years up there and, uh, they were, they were really, really good at extending bats, uh, fouling balls off that were, uh, that perfect pitcher's pitch, one that would be a called strike three with two strikes, one ball and two strikes, oh, two. They were doing a great job of fouling those balls into the net to keep the at bat moving, an even better job at the, the pitcher's strikeout pitch, which is the one that falls right out of the strike zone right before it gets there or misses the outside corner uh, by an inch or a half an inch. Uh, they, they really did good Friday through Sunday on laying off of that pitch, and they really made that LSU pitching staff work. And you know, I talked to Jim Schlossnagel about it, and he said they haven't hit like that all year. Um, they were very pleased with the uh, offense of their, of their team. And, you know, they're not lying. They were they were the 14th-ranked offense coming into Baton Rouge. Uh, they had really struggled offensively. They, they lost their two best players to injury. So um, you have to give credit where credit is due. And uh, Texas A&M was very prepared. They pitched well, and they had some great at-bats literally all weekend long.
0: Uh, you got your first look back at Blake Money after an eight-day mm-hmm. hiatus uh, on a wrist injury. He didn't make it through the fourth inning on Saturday. Tigers end up losing that one. Uh, in the second matchup, what did you take away from the pitching staff as a whole? But uh, start with money. What did you see from him in his first action back?
3: Well, his velocity was there. Everything looked fine. He didn't look to be favoring anything. Uh, last week when it was injured, you know, for a couple innings there, he was really shaking his hand uh, in between pitches, kind of like he was trying to shake it off or shake the pain away. And uh, none of that type stuff this week. And again, uh, they just hit him. You know, I think he gave up six hits and four runs. Um, and, you know, it got to a point where there, there, was, there was guys loose in the bullpen and bases uh, men on base, and uh, they, they really had to make the move there. And that, that's the same thing with Mikael Hilliard. I mean, he gave up 10 hits. So, um, the, so the pitching staff as a whole, uh, I see some guys that, that, you know, really need to learn an off-speed pitch uh, and, 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 and at least have it to, in SEC play uh, to put some doubt in the hitters. My Ty Floyd uh, is one of those guys. I, I think Eric Razelman really needs to work hard. Uh, to, to develop a, a that slider or a change up um, and the same thing goes for Paul Gervais uh, those guys they throw extremely hard they have electric fastballs I mean we're talking about maybe some of the best fastballs in the league uh, but you know I think we learned this weekend that in this conference uh, fastballs without any hesitation uh, with a breaking ball it, it's going to be it's going to be rough now Razelman did pitch out of a basis loaded jam, you know, he threw 35 straight fastballs. So, I mean, wow. his fastball really is that good. But I really think for the staff to be competitive in this conference, uh, those three guys in particular are going to have to develop some off-speed.
0: Speaking of Razelman, he'll be live today with Mikey Matuk coming up at uh, Mic'd Up, 11 and 1 o'clock on Mikey Matuk's YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed to that, and you'll get a nice uh, conversation between the former LSU All-American and uh, Eric Reiselman, who is an arm this staff as LSU looks at the week ahead. Louisiana Tech here in Baton Rouge on a midweek game, and then Florida for a three-game set this weekend. Dougie, I, I know that uh, LSU defensively has always been a point of emphasis, especially under Paul Palmineri. That was something that he would talk about routinely and making sure that his defense was, was was almost above average every single night that they were on the field um, w- when you look at the defensive struggles that LSU is going through and has been going through throughout the year, what do you see? Are they fixable?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think Jay Johnson's going to figure out the right combination. Uh, you know, it's a totally different coaching philosophies, right? Paul Maneri was, uh, you know, emphatic on a great defense, and he had great defense, always number one or two in the league, um, and he wasn't as offensive-minded. Jay Johnson's trying to have his best nine bats in the lineup. And that's the biggest difference, right? And and Skip Bertman was more similar to Coach Johnson uh, than Coach Maneri. I mean, uh, we had some guys playing positions that you know they had never played before. Uh, you know, in 1997, Danny Higgins played left field, and he's a middle infielder his whole life. And uh, you know, Blair Barbier played second base that year. He's a shortstop his whole life. So, I mean, there were some guys out of position, uh, but you know, that that produced a lot of runs and. Um, maybe the difference there is that, that we uh, it doesn't seem the same quite as those days is because uh, I don't think that pitching is just quite consistent enough um, and I do think they will be I think there's a lot of talent and a lot of depth in this pitching staff uh, but right now uh, I think that's the that's the, the, the big problem is we need more consistency on the front end of our staff and uh, those back-end guys have to be able to hold the run hold the other team down specifically, Jordy, in the innings that LSU scores, right? I mean, that was a big thing this weekend. I want to say up until about the sixth inning on Sunday, LSU had scored in nine innings across the weekend. And in five of those innings, uh, Texas A&M was able to come back in the top half of the next inning and score at least one, if not more, runs. And, man, that's just a really tough way uh, to, to try to keep momentum in your dugout. And, and frankly, with the way that LSU pitched and, and fielded this weekend, um, it was it was really uh, kind of a, a credit to them to even be in the games. You know, tied going into the ninth inning both days uh, on Friday and Saturday. So, uh, I look. I saw a lot of fight in this team. They battled around a lot of adversity. The pitching staff gave up 39 hits. Uh, they walked somewhere around 20 guys. And again, uh, we didn't come away with two wins or, or a sweep, but. Uh, you had three very competitive ball games and great baseball all weekend.
0: Doug Thompson of the LSU Sports Radio Network joining us here, Jordy Colada Show, talking a little bit about the defensive struggles that LSU has been through. Now the lineup that the lineup was the, the 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 kind of the headline piece of this team going into the season, and they've had their ups, they've had their downs. What do you make of their offense going into another week of action?
3: Yeah, I think I think it's pretty clear at the top of the lineup. I mean, everybody pretty much agrees those guys need to be in there probably one through four, even one through five, uh, you know, and where the, where the questions are, you know, is, you know, uh, the catching, right. Is Is Tyler McManus going to be there the rest of the way uh, when Malazzo gets healthy, will he be back behind the dish at that point? Um, you know, will they slide Barry into the DH spot? I mean, there's a lot of questions about uh, the, the lineup has a lot to do with the defensive alignment, right? So, um, I think the big question is to fill in those spots, uh, the left field spot, um, you know, and, and, you know, how do you get DiGiacomo and Dugas in there? Um, but I, I like the lineup. I think it's really heavy and very good at the top. Uh, I think it starts to thin out a little bit after number six. Um, and, uh, and again, I think Jay Johnson's going to figure it out. I think he's going to get the right guys out there.
0: Dougie, I know you've only seen one other team in action up close in Texas A and M after the opening weekend, but do you know anything about the conference before before LSU really gets into the teeth of this thing? Where where, where does LSU kind of stand in the pecking order? Is it same as usual?
3: Well, I'll say this: uh, heading into Sunday, uh, heading into Sunday, only one series had wrapped up. Ole Miss had uh, taken two or three from Auburn, and every other team was fighting to avoid being swept. Uh, so it wasn't just LSU that's back to her against the wall. Uh, so yeah, right now there's, there's several three and O teams. I think there's three, uh, there's obviously three O and three teams, uh, and everyone else is right there at two and one or one and two. It's going to be a dog fight, right? I mean, you're seeing Mississippi state struggle and then suddenly they score it. Uh, what was it? 18 runs yesterday yes. or 20 runs on 18 hits. Um, and you see other teams that uh, – it's just a bizarre league. Ole Miss was the number one ranked team in the country last week. They lose to Southeastern uh, and then, you know, get two of three. Uh, but they also lost the game um, to – who are they playing this weekend?
0: Who's Mississippi State playing this weekend, Katie?
1: Oh, I don't know. I'm not Thank sure you. who they're no, playing no, this weekend. Miss. I'm sorry. I'm
3: sorry. No, Miss. uh, Mississippi State, Mississippi I was, State was playing Georgia. I yeah, was, they, I was this past weekend, in
1: Georgia. You're talking about Ole Miss.
3: Uh, Ole Miss and Auburn. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so um, – it's, it's going to be a dogfight, it, and, and it always is. And, you know, uh, that, that 17, 18 wins may get, may get a conference title this year uh, because, you know, uh, as you know, man, especially with the transfer portal now, uh, there's not really any reloading. Look at look at Texas A&M for, as an example. Uh, there couldn't be a more transitional year for a program. New coaches, uh, they had 12 or 15 seniors leave. They brought 15 guys in on the transfer portal. Uh, the, trun- the the catcher, Clonch, uh, for Texas A&M, he was uh, all-conference at, at Oregon State last year. So the transfer portal, especially for the big schools in the SEC, really just sets teams up to reload instead of rebuild for the next year. So, I mean, it, it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be an exciting year. And I feel like everybody is going to have to battle.
2: Obviously, a lot of this, a lot has been made of the LSU defense and obviously a switch in philosophy, but did you see it becoming this stark of a difference where they're making two and three errors almost every game? Like, what does that go into as a practice? Is it just not as much time focused on the defensive end? Or how does that change so drastically from one year to the next?
3: Well, you know, there, there's, a lot of these plays are uh, forced plays, right? Uh, where where they're, they're trying to make the great bang-bang play and sometimes it pays off, and everybody applauds, and you go back to the dugout as with the third out. But sometimes you throw it away because you're trying to rush the throw. And Jay Johnson and I have talked about this specifically. And you know, a lot of this stuff is, is guys trying to do too much. Uh, now, some of it's not right. Like the um, uh, yesterday, for example, uh, there were there were a couple errors on the field, but there were some that weren't really called errors that probably should have been outs. Um, but I don't think anybody expected you know this many errors, but. For, it's a tough spot for a coach, right? Do you tell your players uh, to be a little bit um, more cautious? Do you tell them to uh, not try to force the big play? Uh, that's a tough one, right? I, I think there's certain players out there that that you want to try to make those plays because they're so athletic. They have such great arms, etc. And I think there's other players who are limited uh, that the conversation should be more about um, you know, observing the situation and making smart plays and not trying to, to force one in there. But if you guys saw last yesterday's game, uh, in the ninth inning, there was a, a tough play at first base. Yeah. Um, it, it was a, a high chopper to Merrifield at third, like really high. And when he caught the ball, I'm shaking my head thinking, eat it. this is that example, right? Eat it. Just eat it. It's a tough one. I know you want to make this second out of the inning, but just eat it. But he rushed the throw through way, way down the line um, and bounced off the wall and went out into the right field. Now, the, the, what I'm getting at with that play, though, is Trey Morgan runs out there on a dead sprint, slides down catcher style on a, on a pass ball on his knees, and while popping up and mm. spinning to second base,
5: mm. flips the
3: ball to the shortstop, And it was on the money, threw the kid out by 10 feet. Now, let's have that same conversation. Like, you know, you're saying Merrifield should have eaten it, but Trey Morgan makes the great play, and we don't really say, man, if he throws that ball in the left field, now there's a runner at third with only one out in the top of the ninth inning in a one-run game. In a one-run game. Right. That's right. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. You see what I'm getting at? Like, you know, I coach youth kids, right? And I never reprimand them for physical errors, right? It's only mental mistakes. And when they do make the physical error, I don't, I'll give them knuckles if that error is moving forward and being aggressive and trying to make something happen. Right uh, where you might coach them up a little bit is if they're on their heels and they're tentative and they're not really sure where to, what to do with the ball when they catch it. It's really kind of the same thing at a much higher level. Uh, but I think that I think I'm, again, this is a good guy. I think I think Jay Johnson is going to get it figured out for us.
0: Let Cam not de- not get the glove down on a on a a low pitch when a player on second it goes to third and you uh, and the ball goes to the back of the gate and watch you go crazy on a little league field.
3: No chance. I don't <laughs> go crazy. <on> little league. <laughs> field.
0: It's been too long, Dougie. Great information, man. Have a good call this week. We'll talk to you.
3: Okay, brother. Take it easy. Better
0: there he is, Doug Thompson, joining Later. us here on the LSU uh, from the LSU Sports Radio Network as uh, the Tigers big week ahead. Stay Louisiana take. Very good. Just real, just real. Mm-hmm. That's it. Is. This game is taking Louisiana, a long time. Uh, Louisiana <laughs> Tech uh, midweek, and then uh, Florida for the weekend for LSU. Conversation brought to you by City Cafe. Remember, City Cafe location out on O'Neal and George O'Neal. In fact, we'll update our bracket challenge coming up here, which our bracket challenge winner uh, will receive a, a live sit in on the Miked Up and Jordy Colada show, also a hundred dollar gift card to our friends over at City Cafe, who have a great brunch, uh, great brunch every Sunday. Uh, that starts at 10 a.m. and then they have lunch specials every single day. Go see Squeaky Miranda, Cody Miranda, Dirk and the crew over at City Cafe. O'Neill and George O'Neal. Been in business for over 100 years. 100 years in business. That is great service. They have uh, they love the community. Uh, go see them over at uh, City Cafe. City Cafe, br.net is the uh, is the website. We'll jump right into recruiting discussion. We'll also get into some LSU basketball coaching search as uh, Billy Embody from On3Sports was able to uh, confirm a report early uh, put out by Jeff Goodman that says Matt McMahon, the head coach over at Murray State, is uh, the leading uh, name right now in the house with Scott Woodward as far as who could be next to replace Will Wade. We will talk to Embody about that. We will also talk to him Uh, about some of the recruiting news that's happening uh, with football. Football spring starts tomorrow. What's the storylines he's looking for? Uh, What a great time of the year uh, as sports is... Uh, starting to round into form here in the spring. We'll be back with more of the Jordy Collada show driven and powered by Go Chevrolet.
2: Had he played by the coach and I'll make him practice on Monday after the weekend. I'd imagine (laughs) that they were probably out there.
0: That's also with the staff out partying this week. Maybe a couple of people. Let's start on Tuesday. (laughs) 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 A couple of staffers out here. Louisiana's not a a bad (laughs) place. Yeah, Louisiana, not so bad. Uh, That's right, that's right. Uh, All right, we will will talk to uh, our guy. Uh, Billy Embody next here from 1-3 Sports. Hey, this is Jordy Collada from the Jordy Collada Show. Our podcast daily is brought to you by RMB Builders. Give Reb Bourgeois a call today. He is a custom home builder offering both new construction and can remodel in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial and residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. They're online at RMB dash builders.com They're on Instagram and Facebook at RMB Builders LLC. rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders bringing you the Jordy Colada podcast.
4: The Jordy Colada show is brought to you by A Bears Lawn Maintenance. Commercial or residential, A Bears Lawn Maintenance is ready to work. A Bears can tackle all your homeowners association requirements. Call Blake at 225-485-8022 a bear's Lawn Maintenance. The Jordi Collada show is brought to you daily by Morales Rolloffs. Morales Roloffs provides dumpster rentals for residential and commercial needs in Baton Rouge and surrounding areas. Morales has roll-off dumpsters ranging from 10 yards to 40 yards to accommodate all of your disposal needs. Search online MoralesRolloffs.com. Do
0: you have questions about your finances? Are you looking for recommendations from a skilled financial advisor? Get in touch with our friend Daniel Newman over at Edward Jones. You can find him easily by logging online and shooting him an email at daniel.newman at edwardjones.com. That is daniel.newman at edwardjones.com. Whether it is help with your 401k or just fiscal advice heading into the new season, get in touch with Daniel today. Best way to do it, email him, daniel.newman at edwardjones.com. He's our experienced financial advisor. Let him be yours, daniel.newman at edwardjones.com.
4: The Jordy Colada Show is brought to you daily by Morales Rolloffs. Morales Rolloffs provides dumpster rentals for residential and commercial needs in Baton Rouge and surrounding areas. Morales has roll-off dumpsters ranging from 10 yards to 40 yards to accommodate all of your disposal needs. Search online Morales
0: running the hills today no way Do
2: you think you'll throw up
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> welcome back here to the Jordy colada show arch manning on a trip to georgia in athens we'll ask our guy billy embody on how that's going down we'll also talk to billy who joins us now here on the Jordy colada show he is on uh he is at on three com is where you can keep up with all of his work. That's where you can find the latest in recruiting on LSU and what's happening here and the latest in LSU basketball coaching news as uh, Billy was able to confirm a report earlier put out by Jeff Goodman stating that LSU is in chats with uh, Matt McMahon, who is a uh, is the head coach for Murray State right now. And uh, that's why we talked to Billy here on this Monday morning. Bill, good morning. How are you?
5: Doing well, guys. How are you?
0: Doing okay. Uh, let's start there. The latest on uh, back up before we start to get to names, uh, your reaction to, uh, you have covered LSU's basketball program since the first day of Will Wade. You had a great relationship, have a great relationship, uh, with Wade and the program under his direction. What was your, uh, uh what was your reaction to a, a, nearly a week ago, a little over a week ago to Wade being ousted?
5: Yeah, it was, it was kind of surprising, right? I mean, it, it seemed like things were trending towards, you know, even an extension, you know, coming down the line for him and, and then LSU receives a notice of allegations and, and decides to kind of turn heel and, and, and make the move away from Wade. And, I, I mean, I think you look back on his, his tenure and, I mean, it was exciting. Uh, you know, there were times that, you know, this, this program looked like it was going to be a national championship, you know, contender. And, uh, you know, year in, year out, I feel like they had the talent of, you know, for the most part to be that type of program the pieces didn't always necessarily fit together as well as, you know, even Wade probably would have liked. Obviously they had the, the great run to to an SEC title and they've had NCAA tournament appearances, um, but they just never got over that hump for whatever reason. And, you know, I think this, it was, it was trending towards you know, maybe getting over that hump yeah. you know, at some point down the line. And uh, so it's just going to be a, uh, honestly, it was a fun, interesting time to cover LSU basketball um, recruiting obviously went well uh, the team played well for the most part just about every night and um, but you, you do wonder just what could have been if you if would have had a little bit more time or things would have worked out on that front
0: uh, so now the job is open and has been for over a week in that time period they are bounced out of the NCAA tournament and start to look towards next season uh, what do you turn inter- what do you anticipate the shakeout to be? Uh, now that Wade is out. We've seen a couple of decommitments as far as recruiting goes. What do you imagine this roster looks like in the next couple of months?
5: Yeah, that's that's a huge question. And the the good thing for LSU as far as maybe trying to retain some of these players on the team is that they do have time. You know, it's not it's not like football season where you, you get done with a season and then you're in final exams and guys are maybe looking to jump ship. And, and you know change programs and get a fresh start and do all of those things in, in a very tight window it is early or well it's late March now and so they do have that time where they can make a hire, they could build relationships once they uh, make that hire and then see if they can keep some of these guys around uh, you know the big question probably the biggest question I would have is, is can they keep Adam Miller uh, you know he was going to be a, a huge piece for this team before he got hurt he's already used his transfer um, I would I think there could be a potential that he could get a waiver, but you never know uh, if, you know, we can talk coaches in a minute, I guess. But, you know, if they got Matt McMahon. He did a great job with John Moran, I mean, uh, developing him. And so that could be a selling point, for example, on that front. Um, and then you look at guys like Tari Eason. Uh, you know, I would assume he's going to go to the NBA draft and, there, and there's not many guys that could, could stop that from happening. Uh, they have some pieces to fill. Uh, as well, just with Darius Days, Xavier Pinton uh, departing, you know those those guys. And but you have a nice young core that you've got to really recruit hard to stay. Um, and and who knows what what happens? You know, guys like Alex Fudge, who sometimes it it was kind of mystifying. You know, wh- when we'd see him, when he when we wouldn't. Um, does Sharif O'Neal stick around? But I, I think you're going to see most likely uh, a good bit of turnover, and that's just kind of college basketball these days, anyway. Um, with, with the roster turnover. And, and even when things were, were going well underway, we, we saw a lot of roster turnover uh, for the most part year in, year out. So it's going to be a lot of recruiting to keep you know, a lot of these guys around, um, but I, I would expect there to be a good bit of roster turnover just because that's the nature of, of how these things go. We've heard a
0: couple of names start to surface. There's rumors and you know smoke around Scott Drew, um, but there was a confirmed report by Jeff Goodman and then confirmed by you that Matt McMahon from Murray State has been in conversation with Woodward, or at least contact has been made. What what do you know about the coaching search, and where do you feel it goes next?
5: Yeah, I I think this is overall a a quintessential Scott Woodward search. Uh, Late last week, I I heard that they they reached out to Chris Beard, um, didn't hear of any sort of you know, things moving in any sort of direction as far as discussions. I think Chris is very happy from what I've heard yeah. at Texas. Uh, I heard there was you know contact made with Tony Bennett, Bennett's camp trying to get him uh, to sit down and and you know talk. And I don't. I, I would say those things are not necessarily dead in the water right now. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be the next coach by any means, but um, I, I do think that Scott is probably going to take another swing at uh, Tony be- Bennett just because. You know, ties to Louisiana, really good defensive minded coach. He's, he's won a national championship. His wife went to LSU. There's family in the area. There's a lot of things that would certainly, could certainly draw him, uh, to LSU. Um, and and that's kind of Scott Woodward's MO is, is coaches with national championships or, or very, very, very high levels of winning, um, throughout his past coaching searches. And, And then you've got Scott Drew, um, and, and LSU is, is it you know has Kim Mulkey now and and they've got a relationship and um, that would be a terrific hire if they could get him out of Baylor. Um, he's won a national championship and and that's another name uh, that I think he would continue to you know, push for. Uh, I would say I just think with with Scott Woodward's approach, you see him kind of have multiple lines in the water. And you look back to when LSU was going after Lincoln Riley, and from everything I heard, they were going to you know, talk with him and, and USC won out. And, and, you know, he took one more run at Jimbo Fisher and then ended up with Brian Kelly, you know, and, and that's not a consolation situation, just kind of how I heard, you know, it happened. And, um, yeah, I, I think you look at the Matt McMahon thing developing now with, with Mur- with Murray State's coach. And, you know, he would be a very good hire. He's won a ton of basketball games. Uh, he's developed really high NBA draft picks like John Morant. And, and we saw the work that he's done and, You see the consistency that he's done that, that he's had at the mid major level. And now maybe he's next up to get that shot, uh, to move up to a, to a bigger program and in a high major, um, you know, opportunity South Carolina has been courting him. And, uh, you know, the fact that that hasn't materialized quickly, like some would expect, um, with the ties that he kind of has to some of the people and the program over there at South Carolina. Uh, tells me that, that LSU is in, in some serious talks with Matt McMahon, and um, this is something to to certainly watch.
0: Is there any idea, do you get any idea of if Scott Woodward and the executives from LSU have uh, any inkling of what they're selling, what they're offering? Do they, do they know what could be coming down the pipe from the NCAA as far as a, a violation or a penalty assessment?
5: You know, I, I would think they have a, a fairly good idea um, what that is. I, I'm not too sure of. I, I do think there is a, a little bit of confidence that maybe it's not going to be as bad as some people would think um, just because of, you know, all the years of coverage of over, over the Will Wade stuff and, and all that, which we don't need to get into. But just because of how well covered that was, you would think that there's going to be a massive, massive sanction coming. And I just, from my conversations with people, it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen, especially since the NCAA is, isn't too keen on punishing current players on the roster for what happened in the past. Um, and, and so that's something to, to kind of you know hold on to, I think, especially if you're an LSU fan. Uh, they did move on from Will Wade. They moved on from Bill Armstrong. And they did it pretty quickly after the notice of allegations, which right or wrong decision as far as moving on from um, Wade. That was something that I would imagine uh, they had some discussions with the NCAA about, as far as how it could help them in the process with their case. And so, you know, overall, I, w- I would think you see it as as a contract that's built with a ton of protection for whoever the coach is. You know, if there are massive sanctions, I would imagine a buyout would drop significantly, um, or a clause that makes the salary go up, or an extension. Uh, that kicks in right away because whoever takes this job isn't going to know any of the sanctions until, you know, well into their first year on campus. So there's gotta be a lot of protection for the coach. And, um, you know, Scott Woodward, uh, does have that ability to spend some money. And, and I expect this deal, uh, for whoever gets it to, to reflect that.
0: What did you make of Todd Golden agreeing to terms with Florida?
5: Yeah, I thought it was a solid hire. Uh, I I think, uh, you know, coming all the way for San, San Francisco, not only, uh, just across the country, but at that level, I would have thought maybe he would have taken a, a jump to a to a highish mid mid major before going to Florida. But um, you know, he's got the ties in the SEC uh, from Auburn. Uh, he, he's you know an up and coming, well respected head coach. And, and sometimes you know those guys need a need a shot, and and you know if they interview well and impress well, they they can earn that opportunity and. You know, I think Matt McMahon is a, is a good example of a guy who's ready to, to lead a bigger prog- program. Um, you know, Todd Golden will, will certainly find out if, if he was ready for the bigger stage at Florida. Uh, good thing for him is he's not following Billy Donovan like Mike, Mike White did. Um, so he's got that going for him. But, you know, I think his team's played really well and, and he, you know, deserved the opportunity. I just was a little surprised he got that opportunity before maybe making a stop somewhere else. Uh, maybe a little bit smaller.
0: Uh, Billy body on Twitter. Make sure and keep up with all this stuff there on social media. Spring football starting tomorrow, Bill. We'll get our first listen to Brian Kelly at his press conference. And then on the field action will begin later this week. What are the, some of the things that you're looking forward to, to, to seeing?
5: Well, there's a quarterback competition out here. So uh, we've got that. <laughs> right. That, that's, the, that's the biggest uh, thing that I, I'm looking forward to is, is the quarterback competition, just seeing how that plays out, seeing how these guys all mesh with the new system. Uh, and then from there, I mean, the offensive line is is a huge question mark. How do all these new transfers fit in? Uh, who wins out at center is a huge piece of that. Who establishes them, themselves as a, an, a legitimate option at center uh, is very important as far as the early goings of spring goes. And then uh, you know, I, I, I'm also interested to see, you know, if we see any tweets as far as positions go uh, in, in the secondary and then uh, at, at the linebacking level, you know, I think there's some safeties that a lot of people said for a while could be linebackers. There's um, some, some versatility in that secondary that could have guys moving around. So uh, the position changes are always something I'm interested in and, and because that kind of helps you figure out as well, what, Madhouse is looking for as far as players go. I know he's trying to build this year's scheme around uh, maybe what he has uh, rather than what he would like to have on the roster, which makes sense coming in as a new coach. Uh, but uh, those position changes and, and, and what body types and athleticism and all sorts of those things uh, look like are, are good indicators as far as what they're going to look for down the line.
0: Billy and Bonnie. On3sports.com is where you keep up with all the work. Great stuff this morning. Great information. We'll be keeping up with you on the latest for LSU basketball and spring football. Thank you, man.
5: Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one.
0: All right, there's Billy checking in this morning as uh, he is from On3sports. Make sure and check them out at On3sports.com. Daily, we're brought to you by Relief Med. Remember, R-E-L-E-A-F-Med.com. Relief Med is medical marijuana, which is legal now here in the state of Louisiana. They are offering flower and brand-new products every single day. Jump online. Make sure you get your recommendation for a $200 annual fee. You can get your recommendation and uh, be in front of a pharmacist this afternoon picking up your strain, your tincture, your uh, gummy whatever you're looking for if you're looking to try and get your head back after a pretty crazy weekend uh relief med might be a, a pretty good spot to stop in here on this monday morning remember if you use the promo code jordy1 j o r d y 1 you'll receive 15% off 20% off of your initial purchase over at relief med that is r e l e a f med.com a lot of things happening in the world today lsu looking for a basketball coach Spring football starting tomorrow. The legislative session is happening up at the Capitol. If there are things that are stressing you out <laughs> and you need to check out, get in touch with Relief Med at R-E-L-E-A-F-Med.com. ReliefMed, a proud sponsor here of the Jordy Collada Show. We will come back. We'll have more as we'll close you out. Lyle Collins agreeing to terms with the Cincinnati Bengals. He's got a great message for Joe Burrow as he lands in Cincinnati as they look to defend that AFC championship. It was also a little insight given on how Burrow is recruiting all these offensive linemen up to the, uh, up to the Midwest. We will uh, we will give you some of those stories when we return and close out the Jordy Colada show. Remember, coming up today on Miked Up, 11 and 1 o'clock, Mikey, Mike to, uh, Mikey Matuk of Miked Up. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. We'll be sitting in with Eric Razelman.
2: Razelman?
0: Dougie was saying Razelman. We'll ask. Oh, we got to ask. We'll ask him. Put we'll it on the him. poll. Uh, up until then, is it Razelman or Rizelman? I I was going with Riselman as uh, Matuk confirmed him early this morning. And then Dougie started talking about the pitching staff, and he mentioned Riselman as Razelman five times. He's definitely said his name more and met him more than I have. Yeah.
2: So, uh, so maybe this is the
0: guy. Maybe it's Rizelman. Uh Either way, he's live with Matuk coming up between way 11 and 1 He's an
2: absolute o'clock. cheese. Yeah, he is throwing darts
0: right now. Uh, All right. Remember, uh, we will be back here and close out the Jordy Claw Show. Make sure you have subscribed to the YouTube channel. Like, share, comment, all of that stuff. We appreciate that every single day here as uh, we'll be back with more Driven and Powered by Go Chevrolet.
2: Should we make uh, bodyguard
0: t-shirts? Easy, man. Don't put put it on the streets.
2: Everybody (laughs) wants to make them for us. That would also be good. Put security on the back, maybe. That would be cool.
0: True Blue Water, true hydration at its finest. Right now, you're only a few minutes away from getting your five-gallon water delivered to you, just like we are over here at the UDL. All you got to do is log on to TrueBlueWater.com. That's T-R-U BlueWater.com. The website's fantastic over at TrueBlueWater.com. You can get your service and find out how quick it is. You can schedule a delivery, even hop on the billing system right there at TrueBlueWater.com. T-R-U BlueWater.com. Papa Earl's, the fine spice originating right down here in South Louisiana by our guy, Mark Pop Norman, developed it back in 2018 and won Amazon's newcomer of the year in 2019. They pride themselves in having 30% less salt and sodium than the leading brands at the same price point. You can find them locally. Look for Papa Earl's at Rouse's, Calandro's, Matherne's, High Neighbor, and more.
4: The Jordy Colada Show is brought to you daily by Morales Roloffs. Morales Roloffs provides dumpster rentals for residential and commercial needs in Baton Rouge and surrounding areas. Morales has roll off dumpsters ranging from 10 yards to 40 yards to accommodate all of your disposal needs. Search online moralesroloffs.com. The Jordy Collada Show is brought to you by A-Bears Lawn Maintenance. Commercial or residential, A-Bears Lawn Maintenance is ready to work. A-Bears can tackle all your homeowners association requirements. Call Blake at 225-485-8022. A-Bears Lawn Maintenance.
0: from the stage. Tales from the crook. <laughs> from Saturday's Earlapalooza. I oh. just got a text from BG Lamwa. You sound like you got too much energy this morning. Thank you, I did. I tried to sleep it off yesterday, but I, I think that my secret I was just talking to Matuk, is he was able to Make it until uh, Flow Rida and was actually uh, clocked in at home at around nine o'clock, somewhere in between 8.45 and nine, which is just an incredible day. Incredible. If you think about the riding efforts of starting the day at 6.30 in the morning, yeah. 6 a.m. in the morning, uh, all the way until nine at night. Um, yeah, it's impressive. That is very impressive. I very do impressive it. day. BG just asked how we sound so energetic. I think my secret is that uh, once I felt that onset of that headache that took was just talking about, I bailed.
4: Relief med? Yeah, I
0: bailed at four o'clock. I had to relief med it as enough as as much as I could. Relief um, med
2: was the Sunday cure. Yes. That was the sure. move.
0: I tried the the, the pin route, the gummy route, the, the flower route. You know what? It's over. Let's go home. Going to bed. I knew when I laid in the field at Bow Park at five thirty <laughs> and looked up and saw birds and asked if they were drones, Kelly said, You know what? That's it. Load up, buddy. Either I want what you're on or we're going we're home going now. Home. Yeah. So let's just go on. Knees were swaying, body was moving, everything was spinning. As long as you I can fought keep, through though.
2: said, as long as you can keep your footing, no yeah. falling. Yeah. That's Really the only rule as yeah. long as you can stay up. up right. You're good. hmm Uh Deshaun <laughs> Watson is now uh is
0: now a part of the uh the AFC Central. With uh, Joe Burrow. He is now in there with Cleveland. Burrow's squad is beefing up as they pick up another offensive lineman over the weekend. Some with uh, uh, One with a ton of familiarity uh, to this neck of the woods. It is Lyle Collins, the former Redemptorist and LSU standout. Has agreed to terms with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this signing gives them a much needed upgrade on the offensive line. Uh, on Sunday after he signed, it was official. Collins said that he texted Burrow you got a new bodyguard in town. Let's go. Ain't nobody touching you. You got to love Lyell. As he was, uh, Albert Breer, uh, Albert Breer, uh, who covers Breer. the NFL for the, uh, for Monday Morning Quarterback, uh, said it went as far as uh, Burrow hosting Collins and other free agent signings like Hayden Hurst, Alex Kappa, and Ted Karras. Hurst is a tight end. Kappa and Karras are offensive linemen, uh, respectively. Uh, they all hung out at Burroughs' house during their recruitment of free agency. Uh, Burroughs bringing these guys in. Uh, Breer said, To punctuate the Bengals' recruiting pitch, Joe Burrow had Lyle Collins over to his house on Friday along with former signings and free agent pickups, Ted Karras, uh, Alex Kappa, and Hayden Hurst, along with their wives and girlfriends. Uh, I'm told that Burrow may be the best closer in Cincinnati, according to Breer. That like, Breer to all the wives? Well, I, yeah, probably. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but doesn't this go into more of what we talked about during the season if you're Cincinnati? Sign this guy. Like, I know that it's, it's not, it, this isn't usually way, the way that business is structured within the NFL. I know, especially at this position, quarterback at, uh, you know, for a franchise, that, you know, you, you really want to play smart as far as you financially... Um, commit to to that player and to that position. But what else do you need to see? I mean, this guy takes you to a Super Bowl in year two. Uh, He was trending as the rookie of the year before he got hurt, even with the way that Justin Herbert was playing. Uh, And now here going into season three, he's beefing up this roster and bringing in offensive linemen and pass catchers uh, to help you know, fill the void of, of of weak spots within Cincinnati. He does and checks every single box. Can you bet on health? You can't do that in pro sports. You can't do that in sports in general, especially in the NFL. So, I mean, you know, barring any type of catastrophic injury for Burrow, what else are you waiting on, Cincinnati? And I know that, look, this isn't the way that business is usually handled in the NFL, especially when there are contracts in place and that there are years and limitations and salary caps that you have to abide by. But, I mean... <laughs> I I feel like every day that passes by, if you're Cincinnati, is a lost day of not making this guy your $100 million franchise quarterback because by the time he gets to the table, I mean, what is that, two years from now? He's he's got a five-year deal as the number one pick. He's still got two years remaining. After this season that he plays, he's still got three seasons remaining under the current contract that he's playing under. Um, I just... Look at the value. Look at look look at what... And I know this is where you make your run, right? If you're in the NFL, the formula says you need a rookie quarterback who is impactful on his rookie first deal. contract so you can go out and pay Collins, Kappa, Hurst, and everybody else that they'll need to replace and bring in for spots this season. But just, you know, from the business standpoint, Burrow... um, he just checks every box. I, 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 those those position, that position is is so hard to find in professional sports of somebody who can do it at a consistent rate um, and, and and be very uh, competitive at it every week like Burrow is. Uh, like I said, I feel like every day that passes by for Burrow in Cincinnati is just a day lost. Don't you um, wish you knew
1: what went on Friday night at that, at his house? With all absolutely. Those
2: guys
0: yeah.
1: And the wives, girlfriends, yeah. And I'd love to know. Do you? Th-
2: that we're biased, <laughs> but do you think that people would want? Joe Burrow seems very private, but he seems mm-hmm. like he's a hell of a time. Is that yeah. what somebody that you would? It's almost Derek Jeter esque. We're like,
1: yeah, it is like that. You doing
2: because it seems like a lot of people. I mean, Rob Gronkowski said he's like, I don't know what Joe B's got, but I want some of it. Yeah, yeah. you know. And it seems like he's been able to do this in free well, I agency mean, where they want the to tell the stories
0: of the, the post Natty celebration with him and Foster Morrow and a couple of guys around New Orleans were epic. <laughs> I mean, it was epic. Like I mean, Foster they were, they, a great. They ended up man. they ended up in a couple of rooms in New Orleans. That's I mean, I think Hard everybody knows in. about the foundation room in the in in the House of Blues in New Orleans. There's like a a room inside the, the foundation room. room that's supposedly like, like impossible to get in. You know, I mean, there's only like the Top one percent of the one percent get in, Um, and supposedly (laughs) that—that was like that was the spot, dude. I mean, everybody who was anybody was just look at this guy. I want more of him. I want more of this guy. Just jaws to the floor, man. That's right. I mean, I think he was like still in his jersey, just. Crazy stories, bro.
2: Just his jersey, Winnie the Pooh. Uh,
0: Kyron Lacey (laughs) confirmed here on uh, the Colada Show going to be in studio. Kyron Lacey, the transfer wide receiver from UL on the first day of opening spring practice, going to be inside the studio talking to us a little bit about his offseason transfer portal. And he'll be talking a little bit about Gordon McKernan. Does that guy sign a deal with NIL? That obviously, how much did that mean to him in landing in LSU? And then we've also confirmed uh, the best player in college football. Kayshawn Butte will be in studio with us Wednesday morning. Here, both of those times, eight thirty. The next two days. So, Kyron Lacy, wide receiver, tomorrow morning, eight thirty on the Colada Show in studio, and then Boute, uh, Butte, uh, the uh, prospective Bolitnikoff winner here in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, going to uh, going to be here at uh, at eight thirty on uh, on Wednesday morning, as uh, we talk to them about some of the storylines going into spring football, as we said, which uh, which begins tomorrow. Uh, here in Baton Rouge, they will have no on-the-field drills. You will hear from Brian Kelly, who's the head coach, uh, new head coach at LSU, and get uh, his thoughts on what the uh, the opening part of uh, of spring is going to look like. Then on Thursday, LSU will hit the practice field, and there will be a press conference following. As I've told you, uh, our entire team will be camped out at LSU throughout every practice, every presser. Uh, Anything that goes on around LSU football, make sure you're keeping up with the Colada Show on all social media uh, to make sure that you get the latest in video, latest in audio, the latest of the news that's coming out uh, of the Ponderosa over the next uh, couple of weeks. The spring football game is going to happen on, uh, is it April 22nd? Uh, Look right behind you, Matuk. The last one. April 23rd uh, will be the spring game. Uh, for LSU football. So they'll start it up tomorrow on Tuesday, March 22nd, and go just about an exact month uh, for uh, for spring practices as they will have the culmination of it inside Tiger Stadium on, uh, on April 23rd for the spring game. So many storylines, right? I mean, I think we've talked a little bit about it. We touched on them a little bit with Billy Embody, Quarterback competition, obviously, as I think everybody's going to be paying attention to. That'll probably, you know, get the headlines. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these new staff members uh, really in the way that they interact uh, with their players at each position group, uh, these wide receivers. We mentioned Kyron Lacy and Kayshawn Bute coming in uh, to the studio the next couple of days. I can't wait to see that position group together. What's Chris Hilton look like in year two? What's Brian Thomas look like in year two? I saw Jack Besh on Saturday, shirt off, <laughs> swinging it. My man was having a good time. Uh, he looks like he is. Uh, he's made a, a pretty good transformation between year one and two. He's um, teetering
2: on Rob Brunkowski territory, where he is just the life of the party all the <laughs> time, and he can get away with it. I going not say he's doing anything wrong. No, he's he not can get at all. Away with it not, because he can't. He's good. He can. And he's fun. Yeah, he is. It's okay to do this.
0: No, I think he. he his Walker, pers- be careful. His personality <laughs> kind of fit. Walker was kind of wingman anyone on Saturday. Walk's got that look on him, too, brother. Like, you know what I mean? You just tell me where and when, uh, and I'm ready. <laughs> Speaking of these uh, back rooms, I yeah, think you right. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, I, we walked in on Saturday. As we were walking in, Walking up behind us was Jack Besh, Walker Howard, and Will Campbell. Oh, All right. walking up. And Campbell, you were talking about a bodyguard. I mean, as far as much as the sun was out on Saturdays, he's in front of you. It's like a freaking lunar eclipse. <laughs> I mean, the guy is an animal. animal. Dang. And he still looks like a baby. He and does. I don't mean that. No baby I don't mean t- that. No baby yeah, face. Disrespectfully, Will. But you can still, I mean, the baby face. But even like his, he still almost has like baby fat to lose. You know what I mean? He's jacked. You know what I mean? But his body still hasn't even started to he's about to go into a college football weight room with a nutrition system that's attached to it. You know what I mean? Like you can look him up. I mean he he looks very intimidating on a high school field. But when he takes his helmet off and you stand next to him, you're like, geez, this is like this looks like a giant. You know, it's like um and there's still like he just still looks very young in in where he is so uh those three sure are going to be the uh um or, or walker and will are definitely two of the the heartbeats of that recruiting class that's coming in and jack bash obviously looks like uh one of the best sophomores in the country one of the best second year players in the country um
2: a hell of a tight end huh
0: <laughs> <laughs> i guess he's gonna have to play tight end
2: uh, so, either that or uh jason taylor's son like they don't yeah. have another one on the roster
0: yeah, no, he is good. Mason Taylor from Mason Taylor. Uh, South Florida. I believe he's from St. Thomas Aquinas. Speaking nice. of tight ends. Uh, but, I mean, it. true freshman tight end. That's tough. You know I mean? That is tough. It's tough.
2: Speaking of tight ends, so I'll call him Jeter.
0: What? At- I saw him Saturday. Uh-huh. He yeah. wants to come on the show. Bring him in. Got his number. You <laughs> um, remember that? I saw <laughs> him. Me, that
2: was the first thing we did. <laughs> relax. Relax.
0: <laughs> they had a – their foot was jumping. I saw it was Clay Moffat and them. Yes. Yeah.
2: He's still put together, dude.
0: Who, Moffat or... Uh... No, Jeter. Yeah.
2: And I was like, wait. He was like, what's up, man? You are too, Moffat. We're not talking Jeter. Yeah, I mean,
1: Jesus. Everybody thinks we're being creepy talking about these kids' bodies.
2: No. <laughs> it's not Moffat. They took their shirt off. Great ass. <laughs> Great high ass. Yeah. Highest ass, Tyron Matthew or Patrick Peterson?
0: Uh, Pat P? <laughs> Pat Pete
2: is up there. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Pat yeah. Pete
0: was more physically imposing.
2: His butt? Matthew?
0: Uh, Then Matthew. Well,
2: yeah. Oh, then Matthew.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, we're just no. Tal- I'm talking... Pat Pete. Sure. Was the more physically imposing and better ass out of the two? Better ass, okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Ask the scouts. Ass. You know what the scouts are looking at?
2: It really is a tilt, Larry Fitzgerald. Great ass. Mm-hmm. Great ass.
0: Eat mm-hmm. soup off his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my
1: god, <laughs> I don't understand.
0: Off his exactly. ass? You, you set a bowl of soup on his ass. What I'm it's a very good curve. <laughs> what? <laughs> right? <laughs>
4: I'm glad you clarified
1: that no, this is hey, not. No we ball. were weird
2: earlier.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Not in his ass.
0: Um, we can I mean, get if weirder you get, if you want.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you get inexpensive. <laughs> we food do get weird. Ass, when uh, speaking
0: of weird, have you seen this that um, Jake Paul is trying to put together a fight between Kanye <laughs> and Skeet? Between uh, <laughs> Pete <laughs> Davidson? Jake <laughs> Paul has offered $60 million to get Kanye West to fight Pete Davidson uh, inside of the boxing ring. Uh, Jake said he's looking out for the Kardashian kids here, so that they're the ones that are receiving the most punishment. Of this thing that's playing that's out true. on social media and that he wants it all to end how many are and there? that he is offering a uh, 60 million dollar purse does that mean anything to kanye 60 million doesn't move the meter no. does it no
1: doesn't kanye's do banned p the davidson
0: would love 60 million
2: yeah it's easy work too i feel like kanye and i'd imagine that he would win i
0: think that Pete oh, would, would be the favorite too. yeah i think that p I would be know. the favorite
1: kanye is getting are Kanye's canceled. from chicago
0: are you scared of weird no, Kanye's from Chicago. No, I get that. He has a different vibe. But I get that.
1: I mean, Pete might...
2: Uh, Pete's you know, from Staten Island. Younger. His dad's a firefighter. Yeah, the Pete's a firefighter. scrappy.
1: Pete's scrappy. Kanye's Pete not. has Pete you has kind of talk. like that
0: anti-fear to yeah. him. Yeah, yes. Right. Um, you don't want to fuck with crazy. Like, you yeah. don't,
2: want with crazy, I say, crazy. I don't want to fuck with crazy. But I would say I
0: would say that if you don't want to fuck with crazy, that Kanye would be the That's what I'm saying. They're both
2: crazy.
1: Yeah, but I think he's a little bitch, really. Oof. I do. Who, Kanye? Yeah. Golly. I really do. I I'm tired there. of it. It's let's, like, I think I our like everybody uh, should stop talking about him and like, he's crazy. And just I'm going to let
2: you finish, but no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. Right. He's crazy. I mean, he's already been banned from the Grammys from Instagram. Like stop talking about him and let him just like go away. He's, he's heartbroken. Coming back.
2: That's the thing. You think so? Yes. Would you be good. heartbroken over Kim Kardashian? If you I were already say. wealthy, I mean,
0: they have four kids together. Well, oh, I, to I, I could definitely it? be heartbroken over my baby mama. you know what I mean like if I had four kids with somebody and and as soon as we divorced she was out yeah I mean that any any type of public divorce is going to be tough I'd imagine just because everything's playing out for everybody to see Um, but from somebody who is you know divorce is a nasty deal man it's a bad bad deal and when there are kids involved it gets super fucking slimy Mm -hmm. and for something like this it really is. I mean, it really is kind of sad to watch it play out in public because, you know, the kids are having access to read this stuff. But more importantly, I think the saddest part of it, from just like Kanye's point of view to me, is that he seems like, dude's heartbroken, man. I mean, it seems like Pete's looking like out, and he's, he sees his girl happy. bouncing around, happy with another guy, and everybody's kind of like, you know, like just accepting it, you know I mean? And it's killing him rushing him so
2: i feel like pete already body bagged him a little bit i thought he the, did too with the yeah. tweet or the, no, did the, the did text it. message conversation like where are you he's like i'm in bed with your wife yes and he's like okay Ish. i almost have to fight yeah right that is a fightable <laughs> that's, that's, offense fight words there's that, that fight words. is fight words
0: <laughs> But, I mean, he was kind of like, bro, what's the deal? You know, I thought he was like, what's up, man? It's Skeet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's great. I love
2: you. I do,
0: too. I do, too. Too.
3: too. You got to love to hate him. Super um, random
1: relationship, though. Pete Right. right. I didn't it think is. it would stick this Super long. And see, that's,
3: that's why, why I would say Kanye is, like, upset. Because he's like, how do you go yeah. from me
1: to that?
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, what? Probably so. Like, Probably I mean, better. I would
1: pick Pete over Kanye. Huh? A million times over.
2: I mean, we all know what woman like Pete. I think it's <laughs> not a secret anymore. Guy's a hammer. God, I got a fire hose. Right. <laughs> <From> my, <laughs> old man's got a hammer.
0: <laughs> From nice asses to big schlongs. You get it all here on the Jordy Colada <laughs> show. show. Whatever you're looking for. for. <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, Sweet 16 is set. The West region gets going this week. They start on Thursday, Friday. They'll play into the weekend to the Elite Eight, Saturday and Sunday. Opening round matchups include Arkansas and Gonzaga in the Sweet 16, Texas Tech and Duke as Shashevsky stays alive versus Tom Izzo and the Spartans over the weekend as he stamps his ticket to another weekend of NCAA madness. When is going to coach? Uh, when will Coach K? Uh, Coach's last game. Can he keep this oh. thing going all the way to the championship? Are
2: they going to let him, like, are they, is it they going to start getting a little
0: bit Oh, I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. Why are you
2: so mad um, Coach Oh, Coach K did an interview after they won. I thought he didn't do interviews anymore. After yeah. the game, he couldn't wait to get on the microphone. The
0: AT&T commercial's the worst. Such a uh, Michigan and Villanova are going to square off in San Antonio. Uh, Houston and Arizona. Arizona last night in overtime with a great win uh, to stay alive. St. Peter's, Cinderella, the Peacocks. We're facing <laughs> off against Purdue. Uh Cinderella might lose her slipper on uh, on Thursday. Purdue's a tough matchup.
2: Purdue's sneaky good. Purdue
0: is a very tough matchup. But my guy, uh, Doug. That'll be Friday. I'm sorry. That'll be oh, Friday. My guy Doug. Yeah? Oh. Dougie you on uh, for St. Pete? Yes. The Peacock.
2: Yes. Did you have you read the stories about him in high school? No. He used to like chug two twenty ounce coffees and go out and play. No. And they're what like, knows? he's an, like they're like he's a maniac. He's an insane person. <laughs> and then his coach got him the best shooter on the planet. He said wow. he had the ultimate green light. And we're seeing it from old Doug.
0: Breath stunk during the game, I bet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, well, it almost killed Matthew Delavidova in that, what, 2015 finals? Whenever he was trying to check Steph Curry, and they had to check him into the hospital because he was chugging coffee and just playing relentless defense, and he almost died.
0: Sweet. Sweet. Anything for the team.
2: Anything for the team.
0: Uh, St. Peter's versus Purdue on Friday. North Carolina squaring off against UCLA on Friday night as um, Providence and Kansas. That's not right. North Carolina got bounced, right? No, no, they, they came back. Uh huh. Yes, that was unbelievable, man. <laughs> 25 points. Baylor? Scott Drew, next LSU coach. <laughs> you heard it here. First, Matuk is reporting that. Uh, Providence in Kansas. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Providence in Kansas and then Iowa State and, and Miami. Two double digit seeded teams meeting up in the Sweet 16 for uh, uh, for this weekend's action.
2: It's not Thad Mata, is it?
0: Thad Mata at Ohio State. He's not there anymore. Okay, I
2: was making sure.
1: God, do it's I Chris. keep betting on Ohio State?
2: Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Don't I know. think. Just do. I, yeah. know. I do it Just in the, the moment. I do it in yeah. the moment. Hell yes. Uh, is March Madness exhausting?
0: Yes. Um, March Madness is overrated.
2: <gasps> Jordy. Jordy.
0: I mean, uh, <laughs> how many games did y'all watch this weekend?
2: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but
1: like a few, well, like off and time. on. Yeah. A ton?
0: For how much you watched yesterday? I heard you were poolside getting yourself, getting your mind right all Saturday. You couldn't watch any TV because of the headache. No,
4: <laughs> we were watching baseball. Sunday. Watching baseball.
0: Sunday. Uh huh. Okay. All right. I, I did watch basketball yesterday. I was at a track meet for Little Jade for the majority of the day. When we got home last night, I did watch a lot of the basketball games. But how much did you lock into March Madness, and how much have you kept up with your bracket?
2: None with my bracket, but with my okay. game, with my game. So think how much Absolutely. we pushed towards the
0: bracket. How much the bracket is big, how much you, you look forward to the bracket, how much the bracket I don't, drives I'm you. I'm not a bracket person. And then you, you turn your bracket in and then you kind of forget about it. No, no, I money
2: attached to the bracket. Right. Yeah. Money
0: attached to the bracket is a different story.
2: I'm keeping up with my gambling picks. Me I'm gambling sure. every game. For sure. I'm but gambling. you do
0: that during. Regular I mean, season yeah, can, hockey. Right. You know what exactly, I mean? Like, you're, yeah, later I mean, this is, you do this during regular season college basketball. Just because this is the tournament doesn't mean that you're dialed in.
2: Is there lines out for women's college basketball? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We should um, bet LSU to mm-hmm.
2: win. You could probably still put a few. Somebody, who
0: told me yeah. over the weekend they were cleaning up on women's college? Da- David Lanois. Oh, yeah. Didi Lanwa said they are cleaning up David on women's David. college basketball right now because in the gambling.
2: I feel like LSU set to make a run. They got a little, little tight, a little scare for sure. LSU women's basketball. Yeah. For them to win that game means they're about to be off and running.
0: Yeah. Could. Could that was a hell of a test. Set. I mean, Jackson State was that wasn't a fluke. No. Like that was a good team.
2: Mm-hmm. They beat. Way too good.
0: Uh, and Baylor's bounced. Mulkey's singing.
2: What do you think Kim Mulkey did when she saw that? She like, oh, she smiled. Mm-hmm.
0: She smiled. No doubt, she smiled. Mm-hmm. I don't think she'll ever publicly admit that. But when the first, when her SID walked up to her and said, Baylor's out, she probably was like, what?
2: Sick them. <laughs>
0: I thought they were going to, I mean, because last, because if you heard her, somebody asked her, coach, what's the beef between you and Jackson State? And she gave the story about how they played at Baylor last year or how, you know, Baylor played Jackson State and they beat them. And she, and, and in her setup, she was like, and this year Baylor's got a team that can win it all. They're a final four team. Like in her Saturday in her Saturday press conference, like just kind of oh, just, just, sure. just greasing it, you know what I mean? So <laughs> to absolutely, like kind of let you know. I mean, I left behind a natty a national championship contending team. Like that's probably the best team in the country, and they probably have the best player in the country on Baylor's team. And when no, somebody probably told when somebody, time, probably told when somebody probably told her hurt? Sunday, yeah, Paige, she's not playing Paige Buckers. She's not yeah, playing. She's out. She's not playing. She's back. She's back? Oh, f- At her status,
2: big sports show. I mean, she's
0: playing. She's not not killing it. Um, but yeah, she smiled. 100%. Definitely smiled.
2: I'm trying to I'm gonna find a future. Speaking of futures, put a put already put one in on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl and back. Jeez. Future Lloyd is back. Serious? Sweet. I Good mean, bet. after the L. Collins thing, yeah. I think that's all they were kind of missing.
0: Uh all right, uh Mikey Motuk, remember mic would up coming up eleven o'clock this morning. He will take to uh he will ha- he will have uh Eric Raiselman Reis- Is he gonna be in studio or on the phone? In studio. Sweet. In studio today, talking LSU baseball. Big week ahead for the Tigers. Louisiana Tech in town. LSU looking to uh, a little revenge factor from the early North Louisiana loss uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then to Florida. Florida three game set this weekend. Gators and Tigers uh, for uh, for LSU baseball. mic'd up. Uh, we'll be talking all about it at eleven o'clock this morning. Eleven to one o'clock here on uh, on FM Digital Media. Have a great Monday. We're back with you tomorrow morning, Tuesday. Uh, remember, Kyron Lacy. Uh, transfer wide receiver will be here, and Kayshawn Butte will be here on Wednesday. Make sure you're following us all on social media. Hit that like button, share button, comment button. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Powered and driven by Go Chevrolet every day.
2: That'd be St. Patrick.